Hello and welcome to episode 108 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe and as always I'm joined by Wib. Say hello. Hello. And I'm also joined by Drama Matt. Say hello. Hello. How are you lovely gentlemen doing this fine afternoon? Well, I mean, I'm doing great. I mean, do you want to tell all the lovely people at home how the first time we recorded this intro you pronounced the word misanthropod? I, I I I was like hello and welcome to the assault of Rabob. Yep, because uh, I don't have object permanence apparently. What does that even mean? Well, I just couldn't like I looked down at my notes and saw podcast one hundred eight written down because I take notes for like noises and stuff to cut out, and my like, there was halfway through the word misanthropod, and I looked down and I was like pod. So my brain just destroyed my uh, my speech centre. Even basically. though the word pod is literally in the word misanthropy. Yeah, but I felt it should be earlier, apparently. Okay. Uh, but apart from whatever we, we went through a moment ago, <laughs> I am I am okay. It's been a while since we did a podcast, though. It has, uh, because um, everything... It, the world is ending, and we're all sad about it, and some of us have injuries. So... <laughs> and some of us have, like... Pfft, responsibilities or some shit i don't know it sounds really weird <laughs> but it's i'm in a time i'm currently not legally allowed to leave the house but i don't think that affects podcast recording so no i'm not allowed <laughs> to leave the house but not because i might have the rona just because i'm a menace to society fair fair mm. uh, but how are you matt yeah Apart i mean from, aside yeah. from said issue yeah i'm fine i've just got a cold but i thought i'd rather be safe than sorry and get checked mm-hmm. so that means i'm just like mm, shouldn't go anywhere really until it comes back as definitely negative so you were like deep throating a cotton swab, like yeah. Oh wow. yeah, not well. I mean, it. I'd heard worse stories, and it wasn't as bad as I thought. So don't let it put you off if you need to go. I, I was just being facetious because <laughs> that's the my nose personality. Was worse when it went up there. Nah. But anyway, no, honestly, I'm fine. I'm, I'm you're talking fine. to someone who has had like two inches of pepperami stuck in their nasal oh, cavity. Yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> See, people are going to be listening going, there's no fucking way. And it's like, bro, way. I blew my nose for two hours and it finally came out and it dispensed like old toothpaste. It was horrible. <laughs> and then my... Hey, and you know what? Hey, my can, nose we, can my... we not be talking about things that came out of your nasal cavity <laughs> yeah, but just it... for one podcast? I don't... This is not a common thing. I don't want it to start. Well, no, I mean, I'm not going to, like, I mean, I got a bit of cheese string stuck in my nose once, but that's about as far as it goes. And honestly, the fact that I had a spicy nasal cavity for the rest of the day, well, I think, you know, that was penance enough. The fuck were we talking? Oh, yeah, I'm glad. Here's hoping you don't have the Rona. You almost certainly don't, but thank you for being conscientious. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. The world. <laughs> when will they build your statue? <laughs> How are you, Snipe? Oh, I'm okay. If I sound different, it's because my wisdom tooth is really kicking my fucking ass. It's it's being a uh, it's 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 being a spoilt little brat and is just hurting for no reason other than it can hurt, I guess. Whatever. But I'm 
going to be trying my best during the podcast, like I always do. Now, <laughs> Why I, did you I, look I, at me when you said that? <laughs> because if, like literally every podcast, there's a point where I start talking and I look over at you and you're frantically doing the, like, you know, cutthroat, like, cut, no, no, don't, don't do that. And then I'm like, what? And you're like, don't talk about that because of the incident. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Or it's like, oh, the court case isn't finished yet. You're not legally allowed to talk about it or fucking whatever. I wish... That was more extreme, like, from, like, a more extreme departure from the truth than it actually is. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, we don't really have any general news, apart from we hope that you are doing well. Because these yes. times are butts, and we are sending hugs and loves if you want them to you. Yeah. Uh, New Codex Compliant should be out very soon, uh, so that's the thing. Uh, although I think it's going to be slightly after this comes out, because this will be going out a lot quicker than we normally do, because it's been so long since we had an episode. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, have fun with that. It's a new Rogue Trader one. Ten Yay. weird, wonderful things. Because um, yeah. the algorithm... <laughs> well, it's cause And we, it's just fun to do. Yeah, I mean, we did those uh, Rogue Trader videos when 8th edition came out. I thought you were going to go, when we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. I mean... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, Don't watch them, they're terrible. But that's the thing. Uh, and yeah, so we put those out back then, and so since 9th edition's just come out, we thought, hey, let's... Let's do another one, and it's going to be part of Codex Compliant because, well, you know, those videos are what morphed into Codex Compliant, so mm -hmm. it seemed kind of sensible to yeah. do them. I'm looking forward to it. I hope everyone enjoys it, because I certainly did. That was had an oddly threatening edge to it. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I think it's because I'm trying to not grip my teeth. You are kind of, because you don't want to move your mouth too much, you are kind of like speaking like with gritted teeth a lot, and it does add an air of, of just menace. I mean, I usually exude, say, like, oh, let's say out of like, out of 10, I usually exude about a 5 point, you know, 5.5 5 out of 10 of menace, but now I think it's oh, up least, me to about 7. I, I'm talking about kind of like on an average chill day, I'm usually about 5.5, 5. like one of my best friends ever wouldn't approach me for like two years because he thought I was going to kill him. <laughs> like, because like, I'd be at the bus stop, like, like with a rain cloud on top of me, with a cigarette hanging out of my mouth, and I'd just be staring, like, holes in the opposite side of the road, and he'd walk past me and want to say hi, and then he'd just think better of it, because I looked like I was about to kill a person. This and is a 100% like, true story yeah. I would like to, to add. That's just, this is my chill face, and I was like, it was early in the morning, and I would, like, my college days were spent going to sleep at 3am, not waking up when I should so I could catch the bus. So, like, I'd wake up at 8 and and basically have to do everything, run out the house with a cigarette on, and, like, run all the way to the bus stop. So I was just cranky most mornings and just trying to relax, so, yeah. Yeah, and you're you're just, like blank neutral like I have expression. resting resting B face for days. It's more resting fury face. Mm. You you legit look furious when you're relaxing. Thanks. I feel bad <laughs> for like I cuz you know, cuz you treated me to a massage like many moons ago. And like I do feel bad for the woman who was like working on me. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> cuz like it was like a full body massage and like I was face down for half of it. Which is weird, because, like, my calf muscles, because, like, I have wank- I, I walk like a wanky weirdo, because, like, I, I kind of- 
overcompensate. So, you know, it's basically it fucks with my posture and my calf muscles hurt a lot. And my knees are bad. So, like, she was like, any problem areas? And I was like, my calves. Absolutely my calves. And she was like, okay. And, like, this is a thing I, I don't think a lot of people will know. But if you get, like, a really intense massage, it will make you cry. It just does. <laughs> it's just, like, my eyes were pouring and then I turned around and my eyes were all misty. My eyebrows had come off. And I was just, like, lying there, just, like, staring holes in the ceiling. <laughs> Poor woman. It's like, okay, I just want to say, I wasn't getting a massage with my eyes fully open either. <laughs> like, I wasn't just, like, <sighs> like staring at the sky. You know, I, I what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, um, snipe. Yes, darling. Uh, Sweetheart. Could... Love of my life. Apple of my eye. Fridge of my kitchen. Would you Shiny like... Shiny of my Pokedex. <laughs> Hmm. Would you like to tell the people at home what you've been doing rather than what we were just doing, which is being people who are over 30 complaining about our aches and pains? Was I doing that? We were getting dangerously close. Okay, because my back hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, well, honestly, like, I've been having a bit of a struggle with mental health because, well... You know, being indoors, things not being what I'm used to, and I'm, I just want to hug my friends. So mental health-wise, I've not been the best, but honestly, if anyone's doing well mental health-wise at this point, it's probably weirder. <laughs> so, yeah. 2020 uh, is a time. It is a time. <laughs> I won't dwell on it, but like I've been watching some horror movies. I've actually done, I've actually watched quite a few, so I'll, I'll cut cut them out and maybe talk about them I don't know, whatever. Maybe talk about them next time. So, um, the first movie I saw was the Amityville Haunting. Ah, uh, you mentioned this. Possibly. Mm, possibly. Oh, no, 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 I mentioned something else. Because, um, the, oh, I can't remember their names, but they're, like, two massive fucking, like, uh, chances like a man and a wife and they have like the museum of occult and they have the annabelle doll where it's yeah got, like, that's a... it yeah I yeah remember. it's really really fucking stupid i mean if 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 you believe in ghosts and like spirits and stuff like that's fine you know that that's okay but the fact that they're so capitalizing on all this is and like capitalizing on people's fear and trauma is fucking disgusting and i hate them so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Amityville Haunting has, like, they they were also involved with that. Um, but this this is... This movie is trying to be paranormal activity. And it doesn't do very well. Um, so it's all kind of, like, surveillance footage. And it happens in the Amityville house, like, in 2002 or whatever. So it's like, oh yeah, they, the the mum and dad moved in because it was cheap, and there was some there's some like undisclosed financial trouble, and they're like, yeah, this is this is it, this is the only chance we have, and it's like, and it's insinuated that they have to keep moving because their daughter is um like she's sneaking out at night, like the teenage daughter has has boyfriends, and apparently that's that's why they have to keep moving. And it's like, um, Hmm. speaking as a teenager who would literally just, I would come in, sleep, like, I I would come in at like 8am, sleep until like 7pm, and then go out all night. It's like, that's not a reason to move, 
that's just that's just your sleep patterns are fucked and you're young <laughs> it, it just it was just so comedically fucking like ridiculous and the dad is a military dad and you know because um he stands to attention just around the house um <laughs> he he uses military slang constantly but the kind of military slang where that's what people think military slang is. The kind of military, yeah. the kind of military slang you can find on a Wikipedia entry. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna paint this house. So what's the SOP? But he calls his like he calls his son like Sarge, like Sergeant, and also like this is a thing. So it's like that. This was probably the least out of place kind of social interaction thing where he gets his son to call him Sir and his mum Ma'am. Which is like that creeps me the fuck out, but like, so it's like okay, yeah, that like that that in itself would be fine, but the fact that this guy's like obviously still thinks he's like in the Marines is like although no, that's just how people who are in the military are, and it's like no, that's a very sick individual and not in the way you think, mm. <laughs> and like so. The little kid, the little daughter, like she's like six years old and she has a friend, an imaginary friend. And you're like, okay, yeah, obviously we can see where this is going. And like nothing really happens apart from there's like some noises and a couple of things move about. And then like it's it's all shown on like um, the uh, the cameras and like the, the, the kid is like the, the, the teenage boy. He wants to be Steven Spielberg, which is why he's always filming everyone. Well, you know, you've got to have some excuse for why the found footage angle exists. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... Okay, so I am going to spoil bits of this because it's a fucking terrible movie. Don't spoil the whole thing. I remember yeah, yeah, which yeah. movie you're talking about. It's shit. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> it, it literally says at the beginning of it that this is, like, what you are about to see is real footage. And it's like, you know, I'd, <laughs> real I'd probably... Yeah, I'd probably believe you if... Because it starts off with, like, a bunch of idiots breaking into a house. Um, like, this is, like, before the, the family move in. And they're like, oh, this is the Amityville house. Yeah, we're going to break in. And then one of the teenagers introduces himself as Donnie Reddit. Does in Reddit the website. Do mm. Donnie Reddit. And then, okay. then there's like... And then the, the basically just these teenagers break into the Amityville house and film themselves fucking. And it's like, okay, I, I, I've, I've known teenagers. I've, you know, like... They do shithead things, fine. But it's the way they do it. It's like, okay, you're gonna tell me this is real? And then just have basically, like, dry, fully hump, like, fully clothed dry humping? When, like, when it's like, okay, we can't really show XYZ. So we'll just zoom, we'll have the guy as he's, like, doing his girlfriend over the sink doggy style. We'll just have him zoom in on his own face. Like really badly and really shaky. It's it's terrible. It is just like no. If if you're gonna do that, then do it better. <laughs> and the kid, the, the teenage boy, is like, I found this, and his parents just go fucking bananas. As as I guess you was like, what are you watching? Because you do see you do see boobs, and like this girl, like she's like on the kitchen counter, and she she opens a shirt, and then she does. 
she does this thing, you know, where they look behind the person and they're like, eh, and they do the big scream and mm. it's insinuated that they die horribly or whatever. The dad is such an arsehole. He's like, oh yeah, I know I've just seen teenagers get murdered, but you looked at boobs. Oh, the important, <laughs> the important problem. There. Yeah. And also like constantly threatening his, his daughter with military school, which is like, why are you using this as a bad thing? It's like, like, okay, like, because he's kind of sitting there, like, extolling its fucking, like, the horrors of military school while he's just, like, jacking off to the idea of, like, the Wikipedia entry for the Marines, you know? It's just, <laughs> just really fucking weird. And, like, at, literally at the end, um, the dad has, like, a psychotic break and thinks he's back in the Marines and he starts, like, pointing guns at his family. Oh, and there is a point where um, there's a boy that sneaks in to see his daughter and he pulls a gun on him and he's got his finger on the trigger, which is, like, out of all the things that take me out of it, this is probably the most egregious (laughs) because it's, like, no matter how much of a dumb fuck you are, like, if you've been in the military, you get... You get trigger discipline. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't put your finger on the trigger. And he's just like, yeah, no, nah, I'm just going to do that. And like, yeah. So after the dad has a psychotic break, the family are like, oh, well, let's just go sleep in the master bedroom. They, uh, As in, they are all they all sleep in the same bed because scary things. Yeah, but the thing is, they're sleeping like in the same bed as psycho dad who thinks he's in the military again. Who literally has a gun on him whilst he's sleeping. Yeah. Who gets fucking killed by like a six-year-old girl. It's so fucking funny. Also, the <laughs> effects in this are hilarious. So they're like sitting down talking to some guy about the house being haunted. And then there's this like... It's like a wipe, and there's like a, a a shimmery figure standing in the hallway for like three minutes. It's not even like, oh, you see something at your corner of your eye. It's like, no, it's just I can look at that and see how bad that effect is. What I most liked is that um, the bits of that movie that I saw was... You mean the ones I was laughing hardest at yeah. and you wanted to see what was happening? Yeah, and I'd see it and it'd be... There'd be a shot and it'd be from one camera where you can see the ghost and... Then it'll cut to other cameras where the ghost can't be seen. And I wouldn't realise that it was supposed to be a ghost. Because there was it no just... effect. It was just like it was just like a kid in fucking like jeans and a t shirt. No blood or any kind of effect. It was just just there. And like oh god, that was the funniest fucking part. Where the little girl is sitting in the living room playing with this kid, and you just think it's a neighborhood kid. Cause this is they're just sitting there playing. And then the dad comes in and is like, who are you talking to? And she's like, oh, I'm talking, I can't remember. It's like, I'm talking to Timmy. And he's like, ah, stay away from my daughter. And like, Whip turns around and goes, what is he going to go like? I was comparing, you know, those videos you see online where someone will say, oh, you've been talking to my missus. And then they'll pretend to punch the phone. Yeah, they'll, they'll pretend that a person is there and pretend yeah. to proceed to like want to punch to show off their masculinity because they're big strong manly men powerful and they they're not afraid of that yeah basically wib said that 
and then the dad ran over to where the kid was and then it cuts to another camera where there's nothing there and he just starts shadow boxing the floor. It's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. He tries to punch the ghost. And then it shows you that the ghost just got up and fucking walked out the house. It was just like, eh. as, as he was running over, the ghost was like, ah, no, I'm going to go and play outside. It's like that part from Drop Dead Fred where Carrie, Carrie Fisher just fucking starts like, like pretending to strangle drop dead friend you in would the chair. be you would be amazed how few people remember the intricacies of the movie drop dead fred well i mean fine <laughs> that's fine if that's if that's the way you want to live your life you know i'm yeah. i'm going to judge you for it but i can't ultimately stop you not legally anyway really bad movie um <laughs> i oh, speak like and then i immediately watched paranormal activity 2 which is so much better it just gets the found footage it's like even the audio is kind of like it's it's you know like it's not soundscaped but it's still uh, it sounds like it's off a fucking camcorder it, it buys you know, fully it, into the conceit of it, it goes it for it and like the little kind of things at the corner of the eye etc it's pre- it's pretty good honestly out of i've seen the three i've seen three paranormal activity movies and this is probably my favorite um mainly because the daughter is so fucking awesome so it's like um, a guy, his daughter, and his um, like new wife, um, and like they they get on really well, and you know the the lady's pregnant, and it turns out it's the um, it's the sister of Katie from the first movie, and it ties into that like pretty well, and like the, it does fall on the trope of the the man is the the dickhead who doesn't believe in anything. And of course they have like a um a Hispanic fucking housekeeper who's like, Oh yes, there are bad spirits in the house. Ooh, spooky. And then the dad just fires her for being superstitious. And it's like, wow. Um Okay. Cool. It's like I mean she is like waving like a big like a bushel of like burning sage around their baby. So it's like, okay, I get it. That's okay, like, yeah, but burning you, things yeah, around your baby. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I get like... Maybe you should have led with that. Bit. Maybe I should have, yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, I don't want that smoke and stuff around my baby. And it's like, I would have just been like, look, if you want to do that, just don't do it in the room with my newborn. I appreciate you're trying to do a nice thing, but also don't like, don't just flood my child's lungs with carcinogens. I mean, that that's like the base, I think, the base level. I <laughs> yeah. just expect people not to do that. But yeah, then the teenage daughter is fucking rad, and I love her. She's really fucking cool. Um, and yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Um, I watched a, a a movie by Del Toro, which I didn't even know he'd done, because apparently I live under a rock called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, which is, yeah, like, couple move into this big scary house, and there's, like, little creatures living in it, and they're, like, sneaky and evil and mean and they like they eat children's teeth also content warning within the first like couple of minutes of this movie it has like dental trauma so don't if, if, yeah <laughs> yeah um I, I i'm not gonna say too much about that apart from it was it was fine uh yeah it was it was entertaining if you like spooky kind of things it, it was kind of spooky but yeah, you know, and it had that beautiful Del Toro kind of like weird otherworldly quality to it as well. Mm, he's good at that stuff. So yeah, no, it was good. Um, I watched Gone Girl, which is just bad things happening to horrible people, 
and not in a way you'd actually enjoy it. I, this also has a content warning for teeth. A but, lot of things on your list, I'm, I'm reading it now, have content warning teeth written on it. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's got a bunch of content warnings, um, like for like implied sexual violence, um, like spousal abuse, like all just it's just nasty, and it's like it's really long. It's like two and a bit hours long, and it's just, I mean, it's an interesting premise. And it's like it's well acted, but at the same time, it's kind of like you're on like you're on like uh, the main character's side for a while, and then you're like, oh, okay, no, fuck this guy, he's a piece of shit. And it's just, mm, I just kind of felt a bit shitty afterwards. It's just kind of like, oh, always the sign of a good movie. Yeah. Um, Paranormal Activity three content warning for teeth. It's not like <laughs> it's not dental trauma. It's just. There's a little girl who has a loose tooth and she keeps like messing with it and it's just like, oh, can't deal with that. <laughs> I can't deal with it. I think back to to having them as a child and, and I'm you're like, like, this is oh, so fucking cool. And then oh, you, I don't even want to think about it. I actually, I regret bringing it up Okay, already. okay, we'll move on. Um, honestly, I thought this was pretty weak. It's the weakest of the first three paranormal activities. It's like spooky. I mean, the dad was really hot, but that's <laughs> okay. like, that was really the only thing that was super enjoyable is that I got to see this guy walk around in like his pajamas. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. And like the kids, the kids were good actors. Like the kids are really, really mm. good actors. Um, but it's just kind of like, it's building upon like the whole thing of, Oh, it's in, cause this is a prequel when Katie and her and, and Christy, the, the, the two women from the first two movies, the sisters were like kids. And, also, there's a really awkward part where the dad's like, let's, like, they get high and they're like, while filming it on, like, a camcorder in, like, 1980 fucking six or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's fuck. And she's like, nah, okay, that's fine. Because she's getting really funny about him, like, filming her lighting up a joint. But then it's like, let's fuck. And, and it's honestly, it looked like. It was the most sexless, most <laughs> uncomfortable sex scene. Because it's just like... But, like so I don't know if it's supposed to be like that, but it was just kind of like, oh yeah, so we're going to just like get a bit of frottage going and then just be really awkward about it. I would imagine a vast, the vast majority of sex tapes people have made probably are kind of like that so. yeah no but this this <laughs> is the know. thing it, it also kind of like breaks your immersion a little bit because you're like okay why would the police include this tape it's like i appreciate Cops be I, horny i guess okay but yeah and it's like i get that like the sex scene is interrupted by like a big bang but it's still like <laughs> do we have to watch them smoke weed and then do the awkward like hey do you want to like film ourselves having really milk toast sex <laughs> So we can never look at it again because all of our sexual encounters will probably look like this. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Um, there's like, the little girl's got like a, an imaginary friend called Toby who's like really old and really big and is obviously the demon. But again, I feel no tension in these poltergeist movies because I imagine like this fucking little goblin running around and like, ooh, I'm going to put my evil symbol onto a light bright and I'm going to knock this Teddy Ruxpin off the shelf. Ha! Take that, humans! And it's like, wow. Yeah. Okay. There is, there is a couple of cool things. There's like a scene where the babysitter's kind of um, 
Like the dad puts the camera on a, on on an oscillating fan so it moves back and forth. And like there's like a kid-sized like lump underneath this sheet so it's like pretending to be a ghost because like the babysitter was like telling them a like a silly ghost story before they went to sleep and she put a sheet on and was like, "Oh." And then she looks at the camera and it's like, "Oh, look, you finally caught a ghost on camera." And I'm like, "I like you." <laughs> That's good. And she's also the only person dressed like it's the 80s. <laughs> Everyone else is just dressed fucking normal. And like so yeah, she's doing her homework, she's got her back to the door and then this little kid-shaped lump is there. And then she's like, oh, I noticed something and turns around and then the sheet drops and there's nothing in it. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. That That's fun. Um, but yeah, honestly, it was... Uh, I mean, like, the dad, like, spoilers, the dad dies and he gets, like, folded like a table, like one of them card tables. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he gets, like, his head basically just... Head, like, the back of his head headbutts his ass. And I was like, no. That's... Mm. Yeah, and it I... turns out the grandma's like a witch. And she's like, hey, let's marry the the little girl to this demon thing. And it was just like, okay. Can I make an observation? Yeah, go on. Because over the last handful of podcasts, you have described many, many, many horror films. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Of of a, of a certain type that the kind that are made now, hmm. and I'm pretty sure that at this point we could go and and this is not a state. This is no no slight on you. This is a slight on the unoriginality of oh, horror yeah. movie creators. That I'm pretty sure that we could go and isolate audio from those other episodes and then amass them into the plot of whatever movie you're about to describe. <laughs> yeah, like because every single thing you've described about like the last couple of movies, I'm pretty sure who has occurred in other movies you've talked about. Yeah, I'm just surprised that there's not like the common theme of Ouija boards in this. Yeah, no, now it's just uh, um, it's teeth. Con- now it's content warning teeth. It's it's, 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 it's yeah, content warning teeth. Um, I will touch, I, I, I completed Halo Reach, and I've been playing Halo uh, 1 Anniversary with Longfang on stream. Hmm. They hmm. are good. Yes. Oh. I, and it's fun to fun to play, and they obviously have put a hell of a lot of work into um, the um, the remastering. Yeah, I'll mention that, because I, like, I, I talked like about there, it. There's like a Monkey Island button where you, you, you press mm. it, and it look, it changes immediately visually back to what it used to be and and like soundtrack as well uh, it doesn't really apply so much in halo one but in halo two because they completely redid the soundscapes and the music yeah. in that one yeah so it's it's like so cool to see because you can play it in old school visuals or new and it, just as a click of a button it's i yeah, really like cool. that hmm. it is really really cool um so yeah uh, i also saw another horror movie that now this one this one is special Oh my goodness. So this is on Netflix. It's called I See You, as in I am currently looking at you, not in intensive care unit, uh, like yeah. initialization. Um, and it stars Helen Hunt, who is an older lady now. And the one of the biggest, weirdest things about this movie is the fact that while streaming it, because I mean, it's, it's a movie that's filmed, like a lot of the scenes are very dark. So, you know, streaming services don't like that. There's a lot of compression and... Like you know, weirdness about it, but everything she like she's in all the all the scenes she's in, she has looks like she's been smoothed, and it's like she looks like Odo from fucking like Star Trek, 
And like the thing is, she'll be talking to someone and like the camera will be on her and then it'll it'll cut to the other person she's talking to and they'll have skin texture, facial texture, and just look normal. And then it cuts back to her and she's just this smooth fucking thing and I'm like I really hope that's just my eyes or the... As I said, I said to you at the time, I, I wouldn't want to put anything on that because the compression on this movie was so bad mm. that any visual oddity, I, I wouldn't want to say. Because there were times when there would be a dark area... And, and it would just be green squares. And like you can you know when you when you watch something and you can see the, the squares of like the artifacting from the MPEG. It like wasn't like coding. severe, severe, but it was noticeable. Oh it's one it's the it's I think it's the worst I've ever seen on Netflix. No, but I'm not like it's not like huge neon green squares. No, no, but like where you can very visibly see where one colour stops and starts. Yeah. Like it's one of the worst ones I've seen. I think it's just because the colour grading in the movie was such that... It wasn't great. Because it, it just, you know, um, whatever level of quality that regular Netflix puts out at, it does not like that stuff at all. And this movie was one of the worst I've ever seen for yeah, it. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, but apart from that, it was like... <sighs> so, the, the problem I have with this movie is that it feels like a cotton shirt. How, like, the first half of it is, like, this actually quite tense, like, um, paranormal kind of movie where, like, things are being moved and they've got, like, a bunch of family photos lining the staircase and, like, like as the days go by, like, occasionally one of the photographs will be removed and it's like, ooh, that's spooky. And, like, the sound is used in such a way that it does ramp up tension. It has just kind of, like... I don't know what it's called, I have to figure it out, but it's just, it's like, you know that kind of noise that isn't really a noise, but it's a feeling in your head when you hear, like, intense bass? You know, that kind of, like, just, like, weird hum? It has stuff like that in it that actually yeah. is work, that is used really, really well. Hmm. And it's, um, it's about how, um, you see this kid, like, biking, he's like a ten-year-old kid biking through the woods, and then he just stops fucking dead. And then they're like, you know, the the dad of the family is like a cop and he's looking he's looking into the like um the disappearance of this kid and he's like, It's really weird, got no like no footprints, no nothing, and it's like, ooh. So is it like an angry poltergeist just killing kids? That's really cool. And it seems to be like to do with this house. Ooh, I like that. And then halfway through, it turns out like mild spoilers, but honestly, if you if you get it spoiled for you, I think it would be less disappointing. Halfway through, it's just froggers, and froggers in the term of like people who who will live in your house while you're living there without you knowing. That's apparently the term is frogging, which oh, I thought okay. was some kind of like sex thing, but it's not. I mean, I assumed. Yeah, and it's just like it's just these this guy and this girl just living in their house and then the guy's a bit of a weirdo and he wants to mess with the family so all of that tension is just gone yeah and it's like it just it it, it does like then the latter half of the movie the latter half of the movie is just a completely different fucking movie with like nothing really to do with the first half and it's just like and it, it tries to cram in so many twists and turns and oh, and this person is actually this person. Or you thought this person was doing this, but they're actually doing this. And it's just like, 
it suddenly it suddenly tries so fucking hard and just fails on every point. It was because I, 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 I really liked the start of it. It was really good. It was an interesting movie because it felt like. And I know this is a thing that can't really exist, but it feels like what it should have been is two movies. The first movie being it, where it, it's the family doesn't know what's going off, and then at the very end they get a hint of it because spoilers, but people are dead at the end of it, and oh, sure, and it would be revealed that there are people living in their house. Yeah. And, like, to have that reveal, and to have that be the story, and then to have a companion movie that comes out from the other perspective of the people who are living in their house, because what happens there, because they have to squeeze that story into the second half of the movie, it means that the actual character arcs that are, that are really needed there don't get the room to breathe. Yep. So it's just kind of, it feels like two movies squidged together. And if it was two companion movies, I think both of them would be very interesting. Honestly, if they were just two completely separate movies, I would have enjoyed them both. Mm. But the fact that, again, it's a a fucking cut and shut. It just feels so weird. Mm. And it does feel like the, the, like, so in writing, as a writer, (laughs) um, it's like, you do want to surprise your your readers. You want to like you, you. It makes you feel smart and good if you can set something up, and like people will be like, "Oh, it's like oh, this person's going to be the killer," but it's actually like a different person or something or something completely different. You know, it it's like twists are kind of mandatory at this point. Like they're in everything, and. You know, I'm a bit fatigued with them, but it's like as as a writer, you do kind of want to sit there and go, "Oh, I, I, no, I want to, I want to make it smart and I want to make it interesting and I want to make have people have the, oh my goodness, I didn't know kind of moment." Mm. Like with the end of Game of Thrones, how like they didn't. It's like if an important thing a lot of writers have to realize is that if people guess your twist, it means that you've laid breadcrumb, you've laid breadcrumbs out properly, and that's good. You know, you've you've done you've done a good job. Um, whereas if you're too concerned about like, oh, we'll lay breadcrumbs to this, but then it'll be a completely different person that's indicated for no reason, just because you want the ah, like the shocking twist. It's cheap, it's bad, and it just it makes people feel like they've wasted their time. Mm. It can, I think that can be fine for a first viewing of something because it can be a real turnaround. But when you do multiple watches of a piece of media and they do that. You, it does highlight that as a problem. Like uh, an example would be if you ever replay Heavy Rain, don't do oh, it. Oh, don't do it because it ruins um, everything. Because like when you're first going through it, you're like, oh yeah, no, it could be anyone. No. Because when you play not. through it a second time, you realise how many things are... Dead ends. Calling them red herrings is really doing a disservice to red herrings. Yeah. They are just, they are intentional misdirection in a way that makes no sense. Within the not logic of the narrative, just because it's a cheap way to keep you guessing, and it's like, and yeah, audiences don't like that, and that's basically what this movie feels like. Is that it got halfway through, and then they were just like, let's just look really smart and try and be really kind of twisty and turny and surprising, yeah. and it doesn't make sense, and it feels cheap and terrible. You've missed out the most important part, though. The frog mask. The frog mask. Okay, so the guy. The guy who, like, is living in the house when they don't know with the girl, he's, like, 
unhinged or something and he's decided that he's got a frog mask now when i first saw this i thought it was like because the, the mask looks exactly like you know the the symbol monkey toys where like you know it's, it's like this big creepy monkey face dressed in like a circus thing and mm. the, they bash symbols yeah, together yeah, yeah it looks exactly like that but it's not it's not showing teeth and he's like, he's put it on and he scares the girl and she's like, oh my god, what are you, what are you doing with that? And he's like, oh, it's a frog mask because we're frogging. And I was like, fuck, wait, that's supposed to be a frog? <laughs> what? And it and it also looks like he's just put like a little, like, um, like a toy, like the, like, it's, it's like six inches tall or something. And it looks like he's just put it under his hoodie on top of his head. He doesn't look like he's wearing it. It just, it it looks really silly to me. But yeah, and like, you, you keep going, oh my god, it's a frog mask, and it's like, no, it's not, mate. It's a monkey mask. You just need symbols. <laughs> What's going on? It's a, it is a very silly mask. Yeah, so I wouldn't recommend it. Um, last movie I watched is not actually a horror movie. It was a documentary. Huh. And it was actually really, really, really good. So, um, content warning for, like, like with this movie with like sexual assault, um, racism, all the horrible things that go along with the subject matter. It's called Disclosure and it's a documentary on Netflix about the trans community and trans representation. And it's actually really interesting um, and really eye-opening because like everyone they interview is trans, which is like, I was, I was sitting there watching that going, this is really cool, not having someone going, hello, I'm cis, and I'm here to tell you about what being a trans person is, which is usually <laughs> what it is, yeah. let's be yeah. fucking honest. And no, it's like they had Lily Wachowski, they had Laverne Cox, they had Chaz Bono, they had loads of like, like trans people in the limelight, you know, just talking about their experiences being trans and how the representation in the media is so fucking important especially with like like there was there was one lady who was like oh um i was i came out uh, as trans at work to a friend of mine who was very smart and very lovely this this was years and years ago and she was like oh you mean like buffalo bill mm. which is like that's <sighs> so far beyond fucking not okay jesus christ <laughs> i mean like but like it, that is representative of how the media shows trans people. And it kind of goes into that and how, you know, there's a lot of trans, like trans women roles in media, like, you know, the Danish girl. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. And I just can't. Well, it's basically like, you know, just all like any comedy movie where it's like, haha, look, there's a trans woman. That's the joke. And it's, it's like really yeah. disgusting. And, you know, the the men who play this, they get, like, awards. Like, Jared Leto played a trans character in Dallas Buyers Club, and he got, like, an award for that. And um, I think it was Laverne Cox made a very good point where, yeah, you see these cis men playing trans women, and then they get awards for it, and they're just, they're just cis men. So that kind of subconsciously puts it into your head that all trans women are just secretly men anyway. So it's like, you know that's really harmful and you know like and having you know, it, it, i'm not going to go too far into it because trans misogyny is a really horrible fucking thing mm. 
and it's exhausting to talk about but it's if you if you've got the spoons for it it's it's really good and if you don't know much about like you know the trans experience and and that kind of stuff it's it's a really good thing to watch because you know i mean i'd like to think i'm quite invested in the lgbtqia plus community and i learned some shit Hmm. and i think that's really good so yeah it's it has its ups and downs and talks about some uh some rough stuff but i think it is a really good little documentary so i I can heartily recommend Hmm. that What, what was it called again disclosure okay good yeah but yeah no it's it's really cool and like that like lily wakowski talking about how well after she came out as trans everyone views her previous work through a trans lens and Mm. how and just like little things like that that you just wouldn't think of and it's like that's really interesting and it's just it's listening to trans people talk which Mm. is very fucking important so yeah can't recommend it enough very good and um yeah that's that's everything i have to talk about sorry for being like Sorry for carrying on. I will now get my coffee. <laughs> I have a secondary cup of coffee. You have multiple cups of coffee prepared That's... for just such an occasion. <laughs> my tooth hurts, so... <laughs> okay, then Matt, what have you been up to? I've, I've, I've actually done a few things. I've ah. a relatively long list, which is surprising. <gasps> sorry, I took up so much. I just realised how much time I took up. I'm no, really no, sorry. No, no, I, don't, I don't know how much I have to say on them all. Let, let's see. Um, oh, first up, public service announcement. There is a new <gasps> season of Regretsuko on Netflix. I know, I need to see the second one. I've got like, <laughs> I got like halfway through the second one and I'm like, I stopped because there was that one guy who was super nice and then was just super like passive aggressive and underhanded and I oh, yeah, couldn't was, watch because it was, it was tiring. Su- yeah. It was super uncomfortable and I just couldn't deal with it. So yeah, But I fair, need to go back and fair. power through. But yeah, we've only watched the first episode. So, mm. you know. But I assume it, the rest of the whole, the whole series is going to be good because it's Agretzico. Agretzico is amazing. Of course it's, it's going to be It's the best. Um, uh, bits of TV we have been watching. We watched a series that's a couple of years old now called Dead Pixels. I know what a dead pixel is, but I don't know what... Yeah, like... it, was just, it was just that. It was just you know, a black screen. With, like, you just have to find the... No, it wasn't that. It's um, basically it's, it's it's to test if your TV is breaking. Yeah, yeah that's what this series is great. <laughs> Only because your TV is like doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, Love it's it. a um, British series. It's about three or four people who play who like they all play a um, online Mamorpaga, you know, World of Warcraft equivalent game mm. called. I forgot what, what Kingdom Scrolls. That's it. That's their sort of. Oh my! Know, that made, is. Made I'm up. pretty sure I've seen loads of adverts for that knockoff fucking thing where the boobs <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they've yeah, stolen the right. artwork and the boobs are weirdly animated to get bigger. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I I wanted to like it, but it yeah. I feel like it was written by someone who uh, you mentioned earlier. Who sort of. Um, looking up things on wikipedia like the military stuff earlier and it kind of feels like that that the people who wrote it hadn't really ever played one of these games yeah i mean and... like say what you like about south park and believe me i fucking will but when they did a oh, world of warcraft episode, episode you know that they actually played it yeah it's like okay is... you need to give that that cloak to to kyle because he's like he's a hunter and he needs the agility um that also has like a passive but you know that kind of thing where it's like oh yeah we need more derps <laughs> on 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 the bagigigi or whatever the fuck I don't I see I know too much so I can't even pretend I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's sort of. Did you ever watch the Guild? The no, YouTube? no. It's no. sort of the British remake of that. Almost, it's not, but it's like I'm sure a lot of the jokes were lifted straight from the Guild. And 
I haven't seen the girl since it first came out, so I imagine if I went back and rewatched it now, I don't know how it would hold up. So, but I enjoyed it at the time, and watching this is just like this is just a bad remake of that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know it. I really wanted to like it, but it just it came across as like the main character is just a bit like mean, but not in an interesting way. And oh, right. the game that they make, they make the mistake of trying to like the scenes when they're all in the game together because there's quite a few scenes in you know, in the real world. Sorry, oh, is it things. kind of like a mach- machinima kind of thing? So it's like they're on the computer and then but, it's like their characters in-game interacting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But the game they make is obviously like, you know, it's a small budget British TV show. The budget they had to make the game look like a good game <laughs> was a lot smaller than the budget of if that game was real, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So you're oh, watching that, oh. you're like, this, that's just not what this game would be like if that was the game that they're talking about playing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's... like that. I forgot to mention in I See You, they Overwatch is just in it. Yeah, and there's like a point where it does a jump scare with gunshots, and it's like I have played so many hours of Overwatch, and that gunshot is actually not a sound effect used in that game. Immersion ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm yeah, just... I kind of want to see it because I imagine like. They're like, oh, look at these ultra noobs. They don't understand where Uberlead hacks. Or it, I'm literally that's I mean, verbatim from fucking Ready Player One. Yeah, I mean, um, not, <laughs> yeah kind honestly, of. Actually. Not far off that. Oh god. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm imagining them doing that, and then in the game, it looks like that weird Al Yankovic music video from like the '90s that was all CGI. I mean, <laughs> it was just a bunch of squares. Oh uh, I mean. yeah, but that uh, that was uh, that was referencing uh, was it Dire Straits? It was who who had the um, the video that was the first video played on MTV that was mm. the CGI one done in the '80s. Oh whatever. But yeah, no, that's that's the, the yeah, weird Al one is the one I'm picturing. Yeah. And then, like, do do they have like a big, kind of emotional moment of somebody who's got like, like that they're in a raid and the healer's disconnected, and this is the closest they've ever been to beating the HC fucking raid, and like, but the healer's like not there, and they're like, no, please come we- back, titty sucker sixty nine, we need you, please, hoops. No, well, no, because their issue with this is that all of their big raids and things like. They, they, in the end, and this is spoilers, but like, I mean, who cares? I, no one fucking cares. <laughs> <laughs> like the very end of the series is when they finally go and like beat the final raid of this thing. But it's just like the four of them go and just do it. And then the first time they That's fail a... because one of them does log off or gets distracted or whatever. And then they go back and do it and they just do it really easily. But like that is not, I don't wow. know. If, I don't, so I don't think that it's made for people who play those sort of games or know about them. But also it's just, I don't think it will be interesting enough for anyone else. Either, Got, we carried on watching it. It was only six episodes, and they're only 20 minute episodes. So we we're like, well, we might as well watch it. And in its defense, there was at least one joke in each episode that was like a proper laugh out loud joke. So <laughs> it, it wasn't all bad. You but, see, I desperately want to just... write like a web series like this now where there's like a, a really emotional like character arc where like. Like, like Titty Sucker 69, who's always been there for like Cream Pie Magnet. And and then he ninjas a staff he really wants and then logs off and he's only playing on his alt that isn't like because they don't have like real ID friends so he doesn't know where he's gone and he really needed that hots increase and then like he calls him a racial slur and they're fine again. Gamers, am I right? <laughs> Gamers, worst thing to happen to gaming. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, I no, mean, that sounds so bad. Yeah, it would actually be kind of enjoyable as yeah, a drinking it, game. It, it, 
Yeah, actually, yeah. It would it's be... like drink every time they massively misuse MMO terminology. <laughs> yeah, it's it wasn't the best, bless it. The thing that <laughs> the thing that actually annoyed me the most, which is probably slightly pedantic, is that on this time they're all on this they're all on um, voice chats together. Yeah, but like it's very inconsistent who can hear them. There's one guy, so there's three of them start with, and then there's like a new guy who turns up and joins their little like it's not a guild or whatever, but joins them. Yeah, and he joins the instance when he group. when he joins. They can keep talking to each other, but he can't hear them. So he's like, okay, fine, they're in a private voice thing. But then when other random characters join later on, they're just chatting to them. I'm just like, but so what are the rules in this game? Like, <laughs> if a new, can you, are you on open voice channels whenever, whenever you're near a character? Fine, that's a thing that could happen. Or are you on a private, it very much annoyed me. I don't yeah, know no, why. that sounds really. It's just very I, inconsistent. I honestly, like, this shouldn't be the point of this, but this is the bit I'm going to like moan about. I thought because I have played well with you a lot, I thought you were going to complain and say that. Oh yeah, no, like this this piece of gear is just like obviously it like it looks like it's better that this guy uses, and then it just bursts into diminishing returns, and I just couldn't wash after that point because it was so unrealistic. <laughs> I wasn't being mean. <laughs> I was just being silly. Don't be mad at me. But yeah, it's it's not the best. Bless it. Oh, well, honestly, yeah. It's like I'd like to watch it for a drinking game, but yeah. Mm. And the other thing I've been watching is also not the best. Which weird. But I don't know if you're going to talk about this or not. I might be jumping jumping ahead here. Yeah. I've watched the first four episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks or Below Decks or whatever it's called. I think uh, it's lower decks. I, I haven't because ah. because um, well, I mean, I was going to say because there's no legal way to watch it in the UK, but I don't want to implicate you in a crime. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't legally live in the UK. Honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just puzzling over what the fuck that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But how I many layers of illegality of was that? <laughs> Honestly, just do what I do and use a fucking VPN because there's like a couple out there that Netflix hasn't clocked yet, which is why I'm using. <laughs> oh, it's, to a, watch it's not on Netflix. Say, I watched it's... it on a website where you could watch cartoons online, but I'm not sure what the website was called. <laughs> oh um. yeah. Oh, also, I want it like very, very briefly. I want to give a big shout out to DoesTheDogDie.com. Um, which you type in a movie and it, it'll, perfect. Yeah, it'll I mean, tell you if, well, I mean, yeah, but it will tell you in a movie if the dog dies or if it's hurt. Um, and it's like, it can spoil certain parts of a movie like, oh, this, like there's only one kid in it and it'll say, oh, is there a child death? Yes, no. Um, and like, they've got so many things. So it's like, is there shaky cam? So like, if you're feeling, if you get sick about shaky cam or is there, is there certain like common triggers and they'll list those and if yes it'll usually have like a little kind of like oh um this happens like like a brief description so it's like does the dog die has been fucking awesome because if i have to like because like i was gonna watch a movie the other day it was a it was a thai horror movie and i was like oh it's got no trigger it's got no warnings at all it just says mature so i went on does the dog die and it was like oh yeah this has child abuse child murder fucking dentist trauma like all this horrible shit and i'm like more cw teeth more cw teeth and i'm like okay thank you thank you does the dog die.com <laughs> really good really really like that's very cool especially if you're into horror movies because a lot of horror movies especially cheaper ones just throw in severe triggers just because they think that gives them some kind of like yeah. uh some edge and it's just really fucking tedious and horrible so yeah didn't mean to interrupt dude i just i meant to bring that up but i couldn't remember i didn't remember because yeah, yeah no, not at all not at all um 
Yeah, that's a good thing. Star Trek's lower decks, below decks, whatever it is, is is not a good thing. I think mm. so far, and I'm not coming into it as being you know the ma- the biggest trek in the world. And I'm sure I think it might be interesting to hold off a proper conversation about it until at least you've seen it, Web. Because I might I'm, be I've been, interested yeah. to hear your thoughts. But just my summary of it so far is that I think how, how's the best to phrase this? Okay, so Star Trek lower is it lower decks or below decks? I keep this lower decks. Lower decks. So. It's you know it's very similar to a lot of new cartoons that are coming out at the moment. It's very shouty and it's very trying to be a bit edgy and blah blah blah. And that would all fit a lot better if it wasn't a Star Trek thing. But if it wasn't mm-hmm. a Star Trek thing, there'd be absolutely nothing interesting and stand out about it. So it's Oof. sort of the fact that it exists means it's kind of redundant and doesn't need to exist. If that makes any sense, that's a real yeah. shame. It would probably because... be better if it if it wasn't set in the Star Trek universe. But then what... there would be no reason for it to exist whatsoever. <laughs> so I think I said on a previous episode when the trailer came out that like comedy kind of resists being put into trailers because uh, yeah. the yeah. kind of the build up of of a joke in a scene will not necessarily work the same in a trailer as it will in the show. Um, but watching the trailer, I was like, this looks like a worse version of Final Space. The first season? Yeah, I mean, I had, I don't think they did a trailer for the second season. No, well, just... not one that I saw anyway, oh, so I couldn't Oh, you're talking say. about the trailers, okay. Yeah, well, okay. Um, f- uh, like, when you, when you watch Final Space, um, it's a much better show than it has any right to be. And mm. um, it, that was sort of free of baggage, of being from an existing franchise. Uh, and, yeah, watching the trailer of, of the Lower Decks, I was just kind of like, mm, this doesn't look great. Um, because this idea of, of this kind of, this style of humour in a sci-fi setting has already been done in Final Space. And it was a bit shaky to begin with, but it got quite good. And I'm not sure that this is going to be able to be as good as that. You know what really suck like fucks me off about this is that if it continues being poor, which it's chances are it will, fucking a bunch of producers who don't even know what Star Trek is are going to sit there and go, "Well, the kids don't like Star Trek cartoons, so let's just never try." I mean, I like the fact that they've tried something new, but the fact that it's not very good is like, thanks, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I'd, I'd rather uh, like you know. Um... Uh, it's one of those things I, I want to see it for myself. And yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, like because uh, you know, ultimately, though, though, for the most part, we tend to agree on like you know comedies and things that we we like. There are things that like one of us like and one of us don't. So I might like it, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, um, I'm not saying you shouldn't check mm. it out when you know legally available to do so. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I've watched the four epi- all the episodes that were available, so I mean, that says something, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to be fair, they probably won't be as bad as uh, some of the things that I am going to talk about in a little <laughs> bit. See, I know vaguely what you're going to be talking about, and yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, that's, I guess it, it's the first season of a Star Trek thing, so also it kind of <laughs> yeah. is not allowed to be, to be good. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know, it, who knows? Who knows? Maybe it will find its feet, but meh, not yet. Um, I've been playing a game. Is my last thing to talk about? <gasps> Good lord, a computer game! <gasps> yeah, a computer game. I've been playing Frostpunk. 
Oh, oh yes, Frostpunk. Frostpunk is very cool. Yeah, it is very good. I, I mean, I'm only a few hours into it now because man, it is hard going in terms of like how depressing it is. <laughs> Isn't it great? It how is the game grim is like and cold, and it just makes you feel miserable and cold. And yeah. I mean, it's the end of British summer, so it is now outside, <laughs> very miserable and cold. So it's quite appropriate. But yeah, it's pretty hard going. But good. Don't you like really how? So don't you like how the game's like? Okay, the only way to survive the winter is to either be a theocracy or to be a fascist. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking grim choices in that game. Very grim. I've I've so far resisted making any of those. I'm just like, I'll just think about this thing later, and I won't t- choose either way. But yeah. Yeah, I haven't chosen if I want to cut people's legs off yet. <laughs> One of the um, options. What? There's some either... choices in that <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. You can either continually support people who are gravely ill, but they don't ever get better, basically. But you keep them alive until you, you know, in research more cures. But that's way in the future. Or you can try radical surgery on them and just chop bits of them off, which means that they're not gravely anymore. You're like, well, I don't want to do that. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, but if you keep them alive, they'll still eat rations and then all your healthy people will die. You're like, ah, I don't want that either. <laughs> Why do I have to make this decision? It's like, you chose to play the game. You see, this, <laughs> this, yeah, I'm going to actively choose not to play this game because I don't <laughs> want to have to make decisions like that. Holy it shit. Is, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. One of the really interesting things about the game that I, I think... Because we, because everyone you know talks about the kind of moral like choices and things you make within it, it tends to kind of get a bit buried down. But the central mechanics of how it works, I think, are really interesting because mm. everything is based around that central like yeah, so generator. Those, those who don't know, it's a you know city building game akin to like you know, banished and um... stuff. Yeah, other city builders. City builders. <laughs> where you know you, you you've got a certain amount of resources you need to go, and you basically need to expand your city as you're sort of vaguely balancing all the different resources like food and coal and steel and warmth in this one because it's minus twenty at best outside, and hence frost. Hence mm. frost. I really love it when you when you first start out. You start out and you're in this big crater, and yeah, as Wib was alluding to, there's like you find a big heater generator thing in the middle of this crater, and you build your city around that. To keep yourself warm, and as you send vents, send people off to like cold deposits or like old bits of wood and things, you see them trudging through the snow and slowly making paths through the snow. It's like that's that really satisfying to watch. Mm. And just the way in which, because you build everything around this central point, that's not just because it's the logical thing to do, but like you can only build things that are attached to other things. So you're basically creating this huge disc of a city because that's just naturally how it'll grow so everything ends up looking a bit midgary it's, mm. it's well, very i mean from cool. how grim it is that sounds about accurate yeah yeah i mean it's it's a bit heavy but i am enjoying it so far it's mm. good it's a cool game cool game. Yeah, it's a cool game yeah, i think it's <laughs> snipe it's like banished but all it turned up like all the grimness turned up basically <laughs> Yeah, I, so, I'd like as much as I think mechanically harder. I would enjoy it. I don't mm. ever want to play it. Yeah, because emotions. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a little bit. I mean, it's not. Maybe it's not quite as hardcore. We're sort of. I mean, we're just highlighting all the worst bits of it. So it's yeah. not all <laughs> that hardcore at all. But, I mean, I spent enough time with it to. I, I think I was playing it on on a relatively easy mode, but I, I did beat it. So mm. like, yeah, I spent enough time like to do that story. I mean, I think there was an open ended just free play type thing there is yeah. as well but i think the main game when you start it is actually a story it is yeah, yeah. To, which is quite quite it's slightly different to some of these games yeah i'm enjoying it so far and it's yeah 
we'll see how it goes. <laughs> As the nights are getting darker already and it's all getting cold, I'm not sure how much <laughs> staying power I have with it. But we'll see. Yep, yeah, that is me done. Wib. Hello. What have you been doing? Uh, things. Uh, okay, on the questions. <laughs> uh, so I, I've been playing uh, a bit of XCOM 2. Ooh. Uh, because I never, I've never really got into the XCOM games because they were kind of intimidating, to be perfectly honest. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Like uh, the whole the whole thing about them. And I, I recently played through a Chimera Squad and really enjoyed it. <laughs> Apparently, um, I'm in that. You are. There's a there's a punch alien. Uh, Is her name like? Typhoon or something? I can't remember offhand. But yeah, apparently she's she's an Australian punch alien, and that's just me. It is, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah, fair. I mean, I because because I am from Australia, I am technically an Australian. You should be Australian. That's what I said. No, you didn't. Pretend that it was. So I sound <laughs> you just said Australian. Australian. <laughs> Okay, uh, if this was a visual thing, there would be an applause sign flashing, so if you could just give me okay. a small, like, like I'm talking directly to the listener now, um, I need you to clap. Okay, I'm going to talk about XCOM 2 now. No, no, this is important. No, it's not. Okay. Um, so, uh, I start, so I started playing XCOM 2, because I remember talking about it a while ago, and saying, like, should I play XCOM 1 first, and everyone was basically like, yeah, it's not, not necessary. Well, you play... XCOM declassified the bureau or fucking whatever. literally no one has ever suggested I play that really <laughs> yeah we, when we played it everyone, everyone just was went like, why? why are you playing this it's bad <laughs> and we were like yeah that's a fair point actually um, but anyway uh, playing XCOM 2 uh, I am enjoying it but I had an interesting time uh, with trying to find like how I wanted to play it because the game is quite difficult like by default and that's part of its design it has character permadeath. It has character it? permadeath. See, that's yes. why I'd never be able to play it because yeah. I I get too emotionally attached. Yeah. Uh, and one of the one thing that I noticed when I first tried to play it, and I just set it on normal, um, and very quickly became intimately familiar with why the memes about hit chance were such a big deal. What, you mean like, oh, if it's <laughs> if it's 70% chance or, like, or less, then it's a miss? Basically, yeah. Um, it becomes, like, it's actually, like, genuinely, re- it gets really kind of awkward to, like, play certain parts of it because of how high the hit chances are, or high, how low they are, rather. Uh, and so... Like, what I actually found was that between that, just be, your hit chances just being so low all the time, and the permadeath, and just the general how quickly characters can die, like, I was just not able to enjoy the game. Like, not necessarily because of the difficulty, because I was able to beat the levels, but I found that... All of those extra things were just weighing on, like, my already constant, vague anxiety. Uh, and just really getting under my skin. And I, I had to turn it down to easy, purely to stop that happening. Because on top of that, you've also got, like, timers of, like, level missions have to be beaten in so many turns. Oh, fuck timed missions. Oh, and yeah, just... they're, they're, yeah, I remember that from XCOM 1, they were the worst. Ugh. And, like, that combination of things, it's that thing where it, it's, like, I think, 
you know, I've talked we've talked about it before, but the whole idea of difficulty in games that the conversation is usually um a large portion of it is people being dickhead gatekeepers and saying, yeah. "Oh well, if, get, get better, get better at the game." Like if you can't beat it, then oh, you're really a gamer. And I go, uh, "No, I don't call myself a gamer. I have well, self-respect, I mean, not, you know, and you don't uh, use racial slurs." <laughs> if you play games, that's fine. Capital G gamers, TM. I'm talking about there. Don't worry. Yeah, uh, no one likes them. Uh, and but I, I think like this, these kind of games they bring out an interesting thing of that. In that case, the difficulty was not about raw difficulty or being better at video games. It was that the way in which it instigated its difficulty invoked a feeling in me that made it impossible for me to enjoy the game uh, because it was actually like triggering my actual real life anxiety. <laughs> Uh, whilst playing it and it's like no that's not that's not good for me so no. the only way i could enjoy it was to turn it down and to be fair it's not like it's super re- i mean it, it is it is relatively easy but it's still incredibly quick to like get a character killed if you're not paying attention like let's just say i have been save scumming on some occasions Do quite it. badly i mean with a game like that i mean save scumming i don't see a problem with if you're just playing on your own or whatever um, I, I, it's like, I remember I did see, it was like a red spray on this person who was trying to do a really hard Metroid run and would literally save scum every time they land, like they change platform. I, I think there is a, there is a difference between, um, you playing a game at home yeah. for your own entertainment, in which case how you choose to play it, what difficulty you play it, how you choose to interact with that difficulty uh, by say save scumming is literally no one's business because you're having fun who gives a fuck what you have one life why why should someone tell you you're doing your hobbies wrong what the fuck you heard it here first <laughs> whip says yolo um but when you are making uh, entertainment for to put on the internet as a video uh you can undermine your what you're creating by trivializing it in those ways especially if you're trying to show off something that's very hard it's yeah that becomes like you know that that's more of uh because it's not playing the game that's more because you're turning playing that game into a medium of entertainment Mm -hmm. which is a which obeys different rules i mean yeah that's what i said but no one you're as smart or as verbose so yeah (laughs) Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I found that kind of interesting. I am, I'm enjoying it now. Like I just turned it down because now I can just play it and and enjoy the mechanics of the game as opposed to having those mechanics feel oppressive to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I probably won't ever talk about it again because I ain't got anything really to say about it. It's XCOM. It's pretty good. Apparently, uh, people it. like it and. They like it because it's good. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. I like it because it's good. Mm. Uh, I've also I mean, been if, you, if you like XCOM, you'll like Mario and Rabbit Kingdom Battle. Is my recommendation. <laughs> oh my god, you are just such a Nintendo show right now. I cannot yeah, believe, apparently, but it's just great. So <laughs> you're a rabid proselytizer. I thought you could say a rabid propagandist. I mean that too. That too is pushing. That's like double pushing meaning, the rabbit like, propaganda, the rabid <laughs> agenda. Yeah, uh, but I, I've also been watching a bunch of stuff. Finally got around to watching the last season of BoJack Horseman. Oh, I really need to get up to that, but I just haven't been in the right headspace for it, you know? Mm. Yeah. You need to be yeah. in a specific kind of headspace before you watch that. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as some of the other seasons on in that regard, I will say. Oh, good, good. Um, 
but yeah, it's good, and I'm glad the series ended because I think it was. I think the series probably did have maybe one more season than it maybe should have, mm. and I don't mean that in the way that any of them were bad, but I just, but I don't know. I kind of feel like there's a couple of seasons where. It kind it spinning of, its wheels. It was bit. kind of spinning its wheels. It was doing it in a good and entertaining way. I just think that in hindsight, maybe they could truncate a, a season's worth of content mm. and it would be stronger. Yeah. But that's just an idle thought. I, I'd be wrong there. Um, but I think it ends in a good place because I think that that is a show that could end... It could 100% thematically end astronomically depressingly. Yep. And that would be... A fitting end to it, but also it's the type of show where it wouldn't surprise me if it ended up with a far too saccharine sweet sweet ending as well that doesn't mm. really match. Um, but what they actually ended with, I actually think, was a good place. I think it. I think they did good. Um, really good show. Uh, I, I, if you, I don't know why because obviously loads of people have recommended it over the years, but. Yeah, uh, can 100% recommend BoJack Horseman, although, wow, it has a lot to do with depression and abuse and, oh my fucking god, every fucking content warning under the sun. I have trouble watching the scenes with his parents, because that's basically my parents. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. except for my mother was pretending she could see the future and, like, scamming people. Yeah. So, yeah... <laughs> 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 but it's re- but it's really good. Uh, but one thing that BoJack made me realise was that so you know there, there's always this really there's some really good animation on Netflix. Yeah, you know BoJack uh, Tuka and Birdie until they cancelled it, and then yeah. like th- then uh, they got snapped up again because they were like, oh yeah, l- this is a really good show, and Netflix is fucking sleeping on it because they're idiots. Yeah, I can't remember who I can't remember who snapped uh, up. And, but... uh, yeah, another another company bought it up, so there is going to be more seasons of it. So that's, that's I good. love yeah. Tuka and Birdie. Yes. Oh, it's but, the best. But, you know, so you had that. You had uh, Final Space, which I enjoyed. Uh, and there's plenty of stuff which they didn't make, but they have the rights to over here, like Agretsuko. And, and, and there's plenty of anime and stuff like that that is on there. And Netflix but, original, I think you mean you've just bought the license for distribution, but okay. Yeah, that's all. That's all. I mean, hell, like... Yeah, um, I know. I'm being, I'm being, like, intentionally <laughs> a jerk. Yeah, but what I wanted to be... What I wanted to investigate was... The other shows. The Netflix original adult cartoons that you look at and you go, well, I'm never watching that. I read the blurb for Paradise PD and I literally, I fell into a coma for two and a half weeks and had to learn my alphabet again. It was that fucking awful. You should try watching it. Which I did. So I'm going to briefly run down the three shows that I watched a couple of episodes of. Okay. uh, Because... My God, uh, these are quite bad. So, uh, as you just mentioned, I did watch a couple of episodes of Paradise PD. And that is a shit show that you should never watch. This is the one that is the least salvageable. It is terrible. It is family guy level humor. But... In the year of our Lord, 2020... well, Well, I'll put it this way. One of the characters is the dog... Called Bullet, because uh, it's based in a in a police station in like a small town, um, and 
one of the characters is the, their drug sniffer dog, and he's addicted to drugs. Because do you remember that episode of Family Guy from 2001 where Brian becomes a sniffer dog and becomes addicted to cocaine? Yeah, yeah they they made they made that episode be an entire character. Wow. And it is still not funny. It wasn't even that good when Family Guy did it. <laughs> uh, it it's, it's a weird show because obviously it's um, satirising the police and so... A lot of it is based... A lot of the punchlines are police brutality. Ah, that's... Wait. And it is portrayed as a bad thing, but the problem is, because the show is, like, constantly just doing these these kind of really shit, like, tasteless humour all the time, it means that when it does actually have a little nugget of something to say, it always just falls flat because it has no weight behind it, no build-up, because it's just another goof in a long line of other goofs. There's a part where a character is talking to kids about like being aware of predators, and he does a whole song about basically how you will only be safe if you're always afraid. And it's like, that's got something to say there as how people are taught to treat how crime is yeah um and how especially in within like american culture and how american police kind of work things like it has something to say there but it's just buried in all of it's this it's buried bullshit. under fucking family guy trash yeah also uh, i know this kind of messes with the tone a bit but i honestly i don't have my hearing aids in and i heard what i heard you say was this guy sings a song about being of children having to be aware of creditors and I was like, fuck, <laughs> they're going after kids now. Yeah. <laughs> so that, like, I, I was literally, the whole time you were talking, I was puzzling about that. And I was like, oh, pre- okay, yeah, Predators, sorry. Oh, uh, and also, if um, if anything I've said there has any point that makes you think, like, oh, it sounds bad, but maybe I'll give it a watch. Uh, one of the reoccurring gags is the female police officer sexually harassing the one of the male police officers. Oh, and, it's funny because it's happening to a guy. And it's funny because he's a big guy. Wow, that's that's really fucking gross. Um, don't watch Paradise PD. It is shit. Uh, and um, it uh, it has apparently been picked up for a third season uh, because... And Tucker and Bertie's been cancelled. Think about that. Yeah, so that should tell you everything you need to know about how, who what the fuck is going on at Netflix HQ. Like, They're all jerking off and I theorized, cocaine bins. I theorised on Twitter that whoever uh, makes... like the, the, the like main creator behind Paradise PD must have Netflix's CEO's family hostage... And that's the only explanation I can think of as to why that's had more seasons. Yeah. Or he's got, like, illicit photos of them. Something. Because mm. it, I cannot understand why anyone would watch one episode of that and go, I want to see more of this. Mm. It is shockingly bad. Uh, the next the next couple of shows are nowhere near as bad. Uh, one was Hoops, which is relatively new. Yeah, I've seen that one. Which is based around a coach at a high school who does... He's a basketball kind of coach. And his team is terrible. And oh, yeah, I've seen the trailer for this. Yeah, I saw and... the trailer for this. So apologies. <laughs> I, I, I done seen the trailer for this. And if you want to know... It... I, why am I making fun of you? That's literally how I talk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the actual... The entire show is basically... How funny do you find it when someone says the words fuck and dick in a situation in which they should not say fuck or dick? No. That's 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 the joke. Oh. Uh, 
the entire the, the entire thing. Uh, it, uh, in in all honesty, there are a couple of jokes that work in this one, unlike Paradise PD, which was unfunny the whole time. Uh, there's a whole thing about the main character. Um, his best friend is now dating his technically ex-wife, although they haven't had a, they haven't actually had the divor- divorce yet. Separated. Uh, so there's a few jokes in it where it's where it, it, the uh, his friend comes in and is like, "Oh hey, do you want to see the uh, see the pictures from my life drawing class?" And he's like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I do." And he looks at it and he's go, "There we go. That's a good dick. That's a dick. I don't mind fucking my wife. That's a handsome dick. <laughs> That's a dick with a future." <laughs> like, and, and like, like some of that occasionally okay. gets a little bit of a of a chortle, but most of it is just him saying fuck. Um, I will say one one good thing about the show is that its background art is remarkably well drawn for a show of this type because normally they're all just flat coloured, very kind of what they need to be and nothing more. Everything looks like everything looks like a Family Guy background, you know. Honestly, like you shared a screenshot of it on Twitter, and it just looked like a, a like an adventure game background. I was <laughs> like, wow, this is actually pretty rad. Yeah, they actually pay attention to like lighting and shading, and it's like it's got a lot of depth. I don't know if anyone else cares about that stuff, but like to me, I like I always really like it when shows do that. It's one of the things that attracted me to Gravity Falls initially, is because its background art is beautiful. Oh yeah. Uh, and it just turned out to be a good show, so that was a good call on my my part. But yeah, um, hoops. <laughs> Can't recommend it, but if you got to watch it, better than Paradise PD. Uh, the last one. <laughs> good, good. I think I'd rather watch Porn of My Parents than Paradise PD. I mean, again. <laughs> there's a there's a nucleus of that joke that is based on the truth, and I don't want us to go into it. Um, <laughs> um, we'll, I will leave it to your imagination. It's not as bad as you think, but, but it's worse, worse than, than you'd, you'd hope. hope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, the last one I watched was, uh, I, and I could only get through one episode of this, and not because it was the worst show, but because of a quirk of the way the show is, that makes it, made it unwatchable to me. This is F is for family, isn't this it? This is F is for family. Uh, it's, now, the, the, the conceit of the show is that it is based around a, a guy and his family in the 70s, and he's like ex-military, and it's... Does he constantly reel off, like military acronyms no then how do you know he was in the military (laughs) he references being it was in korea Um, oh good and he you know he talks uh, it's about him sort of dealing with like the how life is kind of just a bit shit And, and and like dealing with realities of suburban life and like a family and other difficulties of that like one of his sons absolutely is a teenager and fucking hates him like He's in a, you know, that's kind of a, a bad kind of a bad kind of time, and dealing with bits of social commentary of the seventies. But unfortunately, um, the main character is voiced by Bill Burr, um, who is an American comedian, and he communicates primarily in the medium of shouting. Okay, yeah. And so, throughout the uh, this first episode, there was moments where there'd be three characters in the scene, and they're all shouting at each other. And it it gets into like this point where it's people angrily shouting at each other, and it just stops being funny. Like a little isolated part of that, like someone shouting for like comedic, like like kind of um, weight can can be funny. But when it's just a whole like episode full of everyone shouting quite angrily at each other, it starts to trigger that little bit in my brain that goes, "This isn't funny." I've I've been in these situations in real life and they're not funny. Yeah. 
Um, and I just and it, and on top of that, it also gave me a legit headache watching it because everyone's shouting all the time. Um, and so it, it, uh, it was disappointing because there's little elements of the show that are quite funny. Like um, there is a part where it shows a show, like in the show, like they're watching. And it's it's like, a, oh, we're going to hear the viewpoints of, um, of the black community on the modern era uh, with your host, such and such, I can't remember his name. Um, and then it cuts to him and he's an old white guy <laughs> who then turns to a panel of, of like black people and says like, also, oh, what do you think on, uh, on marriage equality? Because I mean, you know, now you can marry, uh, marry a white woman. I mean, not my daughter, obviously, but, oh. um, <laughs> yeah. And then it has a show later on where it's like, oh, a feminist perspective that's hosted by the same guy <laughs> who then turns around to a group of women and, say, and says, so I just like to I just like uh, to say you are all looking positively hot today. <laughs> oh, that is fucking cutting. Like there's Th- those, those that level. Yeah, those are good. There's like levels of that, like kind of cutting, like kind of biting commentary on mm. that, which like has some teeth to it. But like it, it is undermined by this incessant shouting and it's like like I talked earlier about Final Space and the main character of that Gary Goodspeed shouts all the fucking time but it's one character doing it and it's not angry shouting it's just he's like dicko he's He's just just, he can't communicate unless he's screaming he's just loud Um, (laughs) love you dicko which is he doesn't listen to these which is fine but yeah in that particular instance I just could not deal with it it was too much oh my god uh, but if <laughs> if that doesn't affect you so much, you might you might be able to deal with that one. So yeah, um, so basically what it was is that I I went through this handful of Netflix shows and found out you shouldn't. Yeah, thank you for good <laughs> suffering on our behalf. So um, we don't have to. We appreciate yeah, it. Um, the good ones, which everyone says are good, are the good ones, and the bad ones that everyone says are bad are bad. Although admittedly, I'd never seen anyone say anything about F is for Family or Hoops. And that's it's just always been there, in, like there. Well, F is for family has because hoops is relatively new. But... Well, no, I mean like you know, yeah, like Paradise mm. PD and hoops have just always been there, and I've never ever felt inclined to watch them because, well, well, I mean I've been proved right, so who cares? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I was curious. Uh, it was because of after watching BoJack, and I, I was really like, like this is this is a really good series, and I was like, you know, there are these, there's a handful of this really good animation there, but like. There's those other ones that no one talks about because they look so there, shit. There's a reason. Yeah, I, I should investigate the reason. and see if they are. And it mm. turns out they are. So yeah. Well, thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, speaking of watching bad things, I did oh. watch a couple of other bad things, um, but these were funny bad things. Okay. Uh, one of which was something I watched last night, which is the Super Inframan. <gasps> the Super Inframan. It is a Hong Kong, su- like superhero movie. From 1975. I saw the I saw the video you shared, <laughs> and wow! It's just that's how I would edit something as a joke. Yes, it was fucking hilarious. It's heavily influenced by um, like Japanese uh, tokusatsu, tokusatsu um, shows uh, like uh, not like tonkatsu, Ka- which is a ramen flavor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like Kamen Rider or um, Ultraman. Those kind of those kind Ultraman. of shows. <laughs> Sorry, just that, that very, intro is super chipper and sweet. Yeah, it's very influenced by Ultraman. There is even a part where he, well, he does the 
puts his arm up with his other arm against it and fires a beam out the side of his hand, like which is an Ultraman thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is that that weird like Godzilla dude? What the, the guy in the suit is like in the reptile suit who gets his head cut off and then it just and they keeps using like this happens like eight times and they oh, keep oh, yeah. using yeah this... I'll get I'll get to that don't worry good because I want I want to yeah, no, listen no, no. to it because it's yeah. awesome um so the basic thing of the show is um demons appear and I I can't just remember the name of the main villain but she kind of has a bit of a Bowsette thing going on yeah she's gorgeous oh uh, which is quite fun um. And yeah, she's got like a snake for a hand, which <gasps> is like a whip. So she's, she's like true ogre. She is kind of like true oh, ogre. She's uh, like she's like she's true oget. <laughs> Copy true ogress maybe. O- oget, come on. <laughs> okay. True ogret. O- ogret. Egret. Okay, I'm going to talk about the thing, and you can work out whatever you're doing here. I smell burning in... toast. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And they basically take one guy and he gets turned into a, a kind of cyborg to fight. And uh, he fights off all these mon- all these monsters and things. And it's fucking ridiculous nonsense. And it's on Amazon Prime. If you're into like silly, like, Kai- like kind of Godzilla film stuff, um, this this would be worth a watch. It's quite fun and silly. Uh, at the end, I put up a clip on Twitter where... He he fires the beam out of his hand <laughs> that blow that cuts the head off uh, this monster, and then the head grows back. So he does it again, and I think he cuts the head off this monster five times before he thinks to try something is, new. Every time his head grows back, it's the same fucking shot. So yes. it's just a completely stationary <laughs> image with like a wipe. So his head like slowly goes, and then it zooms out at the end, and there's like seven heads on the floor, and it's just stood there like fucking what. And I won't get. I won't want to give away the context of any of that because it's just great. Honestly, it's really silly. Give it a watch if you're into that stuff. It, it's it's fun. Um, you should tell Oculus about that. He'll probably love it. He may have already watched it. I don't know. He's um, probably already got a T-shirt of it because he always does. <laughs> probably. Mm. Uh, but uh, the other thing I watched, which is is equally silly, but uh, has some undertones on it that are a little bit annoying and and frustrating, which is. I actually have been doing this over like a, quite a long period of time, and I forgot to mention it last time. Is I've been watching through um, old episodes of Ancient Aliens. Ugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you do realize no one could build a pyramid; it had to be Alamos. Well, no, no. People who weren't white couldn't do anything. Oh yeah. Um, it has to be aliens when they build things. Yeah, there's a whole undercurrent <sighs> to that show, which is quite, which kind of just repeatedly is like, oh, people. People from all of these nations, like the Egyptians, the Mayans, it turns out that everyone that they really mention tends to be people who aren't white. Um, they 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 misunderstood aliens and they thought they were gods, and so they were the ones that secretly built everything. Fuck you. Um, yeah, it gets weird. Um, but it's also so, I mean, white very... people can't be that good because they made ancient fucking aliens. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that's like, woof, yeah. not good. What makes the show kind of interesting, though, from my perspective, because um, I don't know if I've really talked about this in the podcast, but like, I have um, a, a weird hobby, uh, I guess you could call it. Which oh, is... no, that's not legal in the UK yet. You can't mention that. Oh, okay, I won't mention that one. I'll mention okay. my other hobby then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is that I like to... I do keep up with, like, what... 
weirdos on the internet are talking about. Yeah, because it's in our YouTube comments. Well, yeah. So I look up, you know, <laughs> I, I, I pay attention to the weird things that, like, the far right are, are talking about. And I keep pay, I pay attention to, you know, what conspiracy theorists are talking about because it's all very interesting to me um it's 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 it sounds like a bit of a morbid curiosity it's a morbid curiosity but also these things like um, how i go into like those content farm health instagrams where it's like health fact if you put an onion up your ass you'll get money in the mail (laughs) yeah um but this is you know no No, you won't be fooled again will you matt (laughs) A gherkin, however, that does work. But not not to give you money, but it will give you something. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, and like on top of just curiosity, unfortunately, as we fall, slip further and further into the hellscape uh, that is the modern world, uh, increasingly these things inform the realities of politics. So, you know... Um, it's it, good to keep a leg up. On. It turns out my hobby has not been completely pointless. Uh, but... Um, you will see like uh, like these rhetoric like strategies these way ways in which you're communicating information and ancient aliens is a really good intro into that world of dissecting how they communicate their ideas because you'll watch them go from like oh if this is true could it also be true or is it not possible like all of these things where you go, yeah, that that phrase is doing a lot of lifting in that <laughs> sentence. Like where you'll you'll notice, like, oh, they say this, and like sometimes they'll say something where they'll go, oh, this thing was said this one time. Like there are scientists that believe that the moon is hollow, and like occasionally I'll go, okay, let's have a look, let's interrogate what you just said, and then you'll look it up, and it's basically a crackpot said this, and then actual scientists went. No, because we've looked into it and we, we we've got a pretty good idea of how much the moon weighs. It's not hollow, <laughs> like. Um, but yeah, I, I know some people can't deal with watching the show because I, this is another one of those things where if you've had actual conspiracy theorists in your life, it stops being kind of fun to interrogate. Well, yeah, because um, most conspiracy theories do kind of end in anti-Semitism. Um, Nearly all of them, in fact. Yeah, uh, it's weird, and that's just a thing. But um, if 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 you don't have that, if you've not had that in your life, then these can be very interesting to kind of get into that. I did also watch one of the knockoff ancient alien ones that's on Amazon Prime, which is based on just like old extraterrestrials. <laughs> no, it did have ancient aliens in its name, but it was something else. It was what? like something. Amazon uh... Prime is the bargain bin at fucking game that has four hundred copies of FIFA ninety eight on fucking PS one. It was called like Archons, uh, and it's basically some guy's YouTube video that's up there. What? Like so much <laughs> of it? Like it's on? Like uh, like I'm sitting there going like, Hey, mate, you might want to run this through a noise removal thing. Like it's <laughs> Audacity's free, mate. You can just do it. Yeah. And it's like using so much footage that I'm like, you totally don't have the rights to do that you don't have the rights to that bit of music like it used the terminator theme at one point because it goes completely <laughs> off the rails because it starts talking about a dead sea scrolls and it goes oh, off and it starts talking about how ai is is like part of the plan and then it plays the terminator theme and it's oh, like fuck's sake. it starts talking of yeah and and those get really wild and just nothing is substantiated like it's just nonsense 
from start to finish. But yeah, they are very interesting to watch, I find. Um, but you have to be in the right frame of mind. And yeah, if you've had too much dealings with these people in real life, then it can be a bit depressing because you're just like, wow, these people are just speaking out their arse. And quite often it is, you know, just people trying to find a way to re- figure out why the world is as confusing and upsetting as it is. And rather than blame the machinations of uh, neoliberal capitalism, it's uh, lizard they, people. they have to blame lizard people or aliens or what have you. Mm. And it's like, no, it's just... Unfortunately, the real world and all the horrors are very boring. Yeah, it's just we live we live in a system that rewards people for being greedy. That's Can about it. Can we not it. talk about the horrors of capitalism? You know. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure everyone's having a hard time right yeah. now anyway, so... And so it's like, yeah, uh, but yeah, they're, they're interesting. But like, yeah, that's, that's all I've done. I mean, it's, I suppose it, Ancient Alien episodes do last like an hour and a half, so that actually took a while, but like, you know. Imagine you could have been like learning a craft or staring at a wall. I was painting Warhammer like the entire time I was watching Ancient Aliens. Yeah, but you know what that means now? That means that the sound waves from Ancient Aliens are now engraved permanently into your models. <laughs> oh, the guy who's, like, from the meme that it was Aliens guy. That fucker. Uh, I found him on Twitter. He's nowhere near as fun as you think, although he's a really big fan of the band Marillion, which did not surprise me one bit. Fair. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's all I've done. Uh, so I guess we should move on to the questions. So, Matthew... What are yes. the questions? And also, what is the email address that people should send the questions to? Um, the new one? The new yeah. one, yes. The drummer mat at gmail.com? How is this harder for you to remember than only... Dr- oh my god. It's the drummer mat at gmail.com. Yeah, I got that right. I was just not as confident as you. No, it sounded like you were kind of like Loki inserting something into your bum that you weren't used to, and you were like... Ah! Oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Flared base all the way. Yeah. Yeah, we have some questions. And a oh. bunch of recommendations and okay. some bobs. Let's go. Um, in no particular order, because I last read through these a few days ago, and I've forgotten <laughs> how exactly I've paraphrased their questions, so apologies for everyone. That's <laughs> fine. This is the high-quality content everyone arrives for. I noticed that you um, say the high-quality content, and it has just turned 4.20 in the afternoon. Yes, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somp weird. Oh, it's 1621. Never mind. Okay, moving on. So, Jack Hello. wrote in D&D. Yes. I've got a bunch of friends who want to try D&D, and I think I'd like to take a swing at being a DM. But honestly, I have no idea where to start, what books to get, or anything, really. Any tips? There are in payment stuff. for the information, he sent in a picture of Archie, their Frenchie pug mix, which <gasps> only, who only has one eye. Oh, and he's all manner of adorable. I love them. Give give puppy scritches and loves from us, because we love that doggo. <laughs> yeah, there are starter sets you can buy Yeah, that have, like, an introductory adventure and, like, pre-built characters. Yeah, I mean, even then, um, if you just pick up the, D- the, the Dungeon Master's Guide, it does have an introduction to it, and it does tell you certain things, and it kind of goes through it step by step, so it's like, oh... It like it has things like um, I'm sure it has like random roll tables for like um, what can be in shops, uh, and also I will say as a DM, all you need to start is an inn and a dungeon. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. You, you and then you just need an NPC to give them a reason to go there, and then like basically just 
it's it's nerve wracking doing your first few DM sessions. Just but... fill a cave full of goblins. It's fine. Yeah, and like just kind of like just try and go with the flow. See, like um, a good thing about being a dungeon master is you can sit there and listen to your players. Um, hypothesize about what's happening or who is doing what, which can just give you ideas, and you can just make that shit up on the fly if you want. Um, you know, and like, like for like future kind of things, like, hey, maybe this blacksmith is actually like he sent us into the mines for this, but maybe he's actually made a pact with this, with with like the demon inside, so it like. If if he feeds it, then it keeps the town safe from even an even bigger nasty As thing. As the DM's quickly writing <laughs> down behind their board. Oh, that's a really interesting thing. Just like, oh, have. is that what you think? Hmm. The Give me a genius. second. I need to write something down. <laughs> but yeah, so like, take take cues from your players, and also your players will get randomly, incredibly overattached to a throwaway NPC. Kill them. Don't kill them. <laughs> but just be prepared for like, oh yeah, I guess this guy's a, he's a halfling and he's got, he's got a parrot. They players. will fucking go psychopathic in love with that fucking NPC. Players will always imprint on at least one NPC per adventure. Yeah, so just be, be, be aware. And also, <laughs> bonus points if you make it so that the NPC that they've imprinted on is really weirded out by the party and doesn't want to be near them. <laughs> But yeah, there's like, and also if you just want to do kind of like, there's there's pre-made module kind of adventures where it's it's very simple. It's for new DMs if you're feeling a bit intimidated because it can be quite overwhelming. Mm. Um, and like, it do, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be fun. Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to create a whole world. You can, like you said, yeah, you can just have a dungeon with some kobolds and or goblins or whatever, and yeah. kind of slowly expand from there if you want. If you yeah. if you want to do your own like home homebrew land world anyway, yeah, like there's no reason not to do one of the pre-made adventures. You don't go, oh, I'm a DM and I'll be letting them down if I don't create a whole universe for them to explore. Because like, well, Jesus Christ, you probably you don't won't. have to start there. Yeah, you so can if you want. Like, great, but yeah. you know, but also you, it's not a necessity to build an entire functioning world. Yeah, I mean, because I'm currently like in the the early brainstorming phase of wanting to get together, like to DM. Um, like maybe just a one shot. Yeah, um, that's another piece of advice: a one shot where it's like, like just do one thing that's an all inclusive kind of like story for your players to play that has no real strings attached. Yeah. You've got no, but and, and you can continue it if you feel like it. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm sort of like thinking about like how to how to put that together, and you're getting fucked if you think I'm. I'm thinking of anything beyond the immediate area that this is taking place. I mean, um, I wouldn't expect you to. And no, no reasonable player ever would. Yeah, because, um, you know, if you you know, you know can have this, this kind of big sprawling world and stuff, and, like, that can be really useful, but it's also not necessary, like... Yeah, and, like... Um, and some of it will just happen yeah, over time anyway. Yeah, some of it will happen anyway. naturally. Like, you'll notice that... Um, you'll you'll the, there will patterns that will develop you'll be like oh yeah and this person comes and then you'll notice and in, in your head you'll mm. go okay this person comes in the tavern every day and they have a specific drink and this is because of xyz and you it'll just grow yeah. naturally or you'll, or you'll have like oh this person needs to come from somewhere uh okay so i need to think of a town that's over there okay well i'll name that town and you know it gradually can build yeah up that. well i mean just don't be afraid of having the bare minimum because you'll expand on it yeah and it's fine but you're you're probably one of the best GMs I know. What's what, your specific magic piece of advice? Um, I don't know. Just kind of do it. 
There we go. <laughs> Trauma mat. Just kind of do it. <laughs> it's the worst advice, but also I think it kind of makes sense in a way. Like, you okay, can, so you basically, depending on how you want to do it, yeah, like we mentioned, Star Set or one of the pre-made adventures. If you want to do your own thing, I guess at least you're between your group, and you don't need to get one each by any means, but between your group, you'll need a player's handbook and a DM's guide, probably. Um, if you want, when you start to start putting monsters in, you can use like something like Cobalt Fight Club, which is a website, and that has most monster things in. But the monster manual, I guess, is also important. Mm-hmm. But you can probably get away without using that. There's some one basic monsters in the back of the other two books. Yeah, in the back of like um, the Dungeon Master's Guide, there's a few like stats and, and like, little brief flavor text about like just some basic kind of enemies which you can just throw in. Yeah, and then yeah, it will be terrifying, and the first session you run might be shit. But that doesn't matter if you're doing it, especially if you're doing it with friends. You'll all sort of learn together and just have fun together and then you'll kind of stumble into your way of doing it, you know, ten sessions down the line or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is sort of part of the fun of it. Trying to find, you know, you, you can spend all day watching Critical Role or, you know, all the other ones online, but you're never going to do it like that because everyone's yeah, got I their would, own style. I would say And that, you've not got a studio. Yeah, I would right. say yeah. expecting your D&D sessions to go like Critical Role is expecting sex to be like porn. Mm. Yes. yes. It's absolutely not going to be. It can be, be fun to watch. But it can be fun to watch and, you know... realistically going to happen But that's, to you. that's not... That's, it's just not yeah, realistic. That's, that's, quite, that's quite a good comparison, that. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. I just had to bring up pornography, apparently. I mean, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's it's not healthy or like um, positive for you to put that kind of like uh, expectation on yourself because it's just not going to happen. Your friends aren't professional voice actors, and even if they are, it's still going to be like different. You know, speaking as someone who has a lot of friends who are professional voice actors, <laughs> <laughs> humble brag, not really. Um, so like, yeah, just how you do it is how you do it, and that's the best. And if you see certain things that you like in other people's games, like you say, oh, I like this part of Critical Role, then you can try and incorporate that. Yeah, steal it. I mean, (laughs) Matt Colville, who's a very prolific DM, his biggest piece of advice is, if you want a good piece of story, steal it. Because he's he's basically, like, cobbled together loads of, like, 70s pulp sci-fi and fantasy stuff into his campaigns, and, like, he dresses it up in his own way, so... See, the and the players enjoy it. So the, the real thing about uh, putting references to things in uh, your campaigns is just steal stuff from places that no one would know. Yeah, uh, which is why I'm fine because I have a weird habit of watching really shit '70s sci-fi, uh, and <laughs> no one else I know subjects themselves to that. So I could rip off shit from like fucking Blake Seven, and no one would know. See, I rip off shit from old horror movies, which is why I ran Call of Cthulhu. Ash was paralyzed and didn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ash, we love you. We absolutely love you, but it was also really fun messing with people. <laughs> That's the best thing. Also, the best thing about being a DM is that you know all and your players don't, and it's it's all. That's the best and worst thing about being a DM. Because on one side, you're sitting there going, they don't know that this guy's going to, like, abandon them in the woods and steal all their money, and it's so obvious. On the negative, they will just, like, be examining a coin that you mentioned, like, someone dropped for, like, three hours because they think it's special <laughs> and it's not. And all you want to do is sit there and go, it's just a fucking coin. But you can't because that would break the immersion. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, basically just do. So, yeah, any any of that is might be helpful, Jack. I, it probably isn't, so sorry. And good luck with your DMing. <laughs> Hope you have yeah. fun. 
It'll be fun. It will be mildly terrifying to start with, probably, if you're anything like us, I guess. But, but I mean, it's, it's like going totally on stage. The first five minutes are scary, and then afterwards you want to do it again. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, totally. And then somehow by the next time you get round to it, you you, you get back to the slightly nervous a bit. Again. But it's <laughs> yeah, not but, as bad as the first time. Yeah, it kind of wears <laughs> off. So. And then, yeah, again, you finish it again. You're like, oh, that was great. Let's do it again. And, and then like, randomly, it, like with, like randomly, six months down the line, you'll just have a massive pang of nervousness and you'll feel nostalgic and wonder why you're feeling nervous and it'll be really weird. <laughs> but then you do it anyway and you find. Yeah. Um, Eddie Two Sheds, which I think we mentioned okay. before. Best okay, name. okay, okay. That is... I really hope they have one shed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to call you Sheddy. Sheddy. Sheddy Eddie. Shady Eddie, but then it'd have to be Shady One Shed because then it's still two sheds in total. Well, there you go, Shady Eddie. I cannot Eddie believe you are so hung up on this name. It's so good. <laughs> Best. Um, quick recommendation for anyone who enjoyed Diablo Two, uh, okay. Grim Dawn. I've heard that's Grim Dawn yeah. looks like Diablo, but with like forty like forty k fantasy kind of aesthetics. And you know what? I'm kind of okay with that because like yeah, my, that the one that always good. catches my eye is the. Um, uh, the French aristocrat lady, like with like loads of mascara running down her face, holding like a, a goat skull, and I'm like, that's just that's mean. I don't believe I've ever seen that. It's really cool. I'll show you after. Okay. But yeah, and it's like that's always caught my eye, but I've always been like, eh. But no, thank you. I'll have to um, look into that. <laughs> and last up, thanks, Wib, for recommending Behind the Bastards. <laughs> it, it is a good yes, podcast. It is a very good show. <laughs> Next up, Mikael. Hello, Mikael. What would you like to see done by GW in the future related to the hobby? Body pillows. <laughs> uh, I would like to see them um, start putting, uh, well, start doing something which they used to do, which is in codexes, uh, yeah. having uh, simple painting kind of guides that are realistic. Mm. Yeah. Um, because. I really miss that from like the third edition sort of era. They'd have they'd slap a bit of blue paint on a marine and go, "This is an ultramarine," and there just you say, go, "This is done. yeah." They'd show like a basic painting guide, like no, well, it was inks at the time, but you know, no washers, no highlight, or maybe a highlight, but a basic one, just kind of flat colors, just saying this is like a basic way of painting a thing. Um, because I've, I've stated on many occasions, I think there is a bit of a push to try and make people have a bit of an unrealistic uh, idea of, like, how good their stuff should be painted. Even when they showed contrast, like, they were making out, like, oh, you can just slap this on and it'll work, but it doesn't. You, it, do, you no, just slap it on, it doesn't use. work. No, you still have to, like... It still requires a bit of, like, you know, kind of... Uh, Thought knowledge of, like, how these things work to use them. It's not just a, you know, like, easy mode. Mm. Like, um, but I'd I'd like to see that. That's one thing I'd like, because uh, yeah, it frustrates me a little bit that they uh, don't show that stuff off as much as they used to. I mm. see. I I just want like more like people who want guys, more people of color, more fa- more fascist people of color. You know that whole <laughs> joke. Um, but no, it's just like it'd just be nice to have like like fucking. The new expansion of WoW. How long has WoW been going and they've only just put in, like, you know, um, non-Eurocentric features? And yeah. it's like, wow. And non-Eurocentric mm. hair. So you can get, like, dreads or, like, an, like an Afro puff. And it's like, fucking finally. Yeah. How 
fucking long did it take you? Mm. But- I'd also I'd like it if more of the writers understood that um, you're not supposed to glamorise the fascism of the Imperium. That'd be nice too. Yeah. <laughs> also, I would really, really like it if they brought back that thing in codexes um, where they would have like a little symbol to basically say this artist did this oh, yeah yeah like basically like that's what i want that i desperately want that um because that was just such a cool thing and it's like yeah no why aren't like like everything should have a oh this is by joe blogs or whatever you know and it's like that would be really cool yeah i wish i wish they'd credit their artists more specifically rather than just a generic credit at the not start. just a posterity just because it's just a fucking it's just a nice respectful thing to fucking do yeah i just want to know who, who did them and the little symbol thing they did that in like the realm of chaos books, yeah they and did. they did it in white dwarf for a mm. long time and I, I always really liked it yeah i i think they should bring that back mm. which isn't really hobby hobby related but you know it's just something I like. Mm. What about you, Drummer Bum? I mean, yeah, they could stick to their guns a bit more with the whole "it's for everyone" thing. Oh but, yeah, oh one hundred fucking lootly. So, hey, do you want to specify? Do you want to like elaborate on that? No. We just no, wanted to say the nice thing and have everyone say it was good, but then when push came to shove, we didn't want to do much about it. So I signed this big thing, which is like, hey, could you give us examples of what you're doing to combat racial and uh, sexual and like LGBTQ, like in, like like uh, inequality within your company? Could you please um like give us some outlines or maybe some like uh, like plans that you're you're going to enact within your company to combat these things. Yeah, they haven't responded as far as I'm aware. Yeah, it's because at the end of the day, companies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, but this, without this is... wanting to pick on them too much. They're, oh no, they're, I'm, far, I'm not. They're not the worst by any means. Absolutely but... not. I'm just picking on just companies in general. How a lot of companies will just like they'll do the whole Black Lives Matter thing, and then they'll keep using sweatshops in fucking Thailand or whatever. And it's like like Adidas, for example. They're like, yeah, we stand with like the black community, and they have loads of sweatshops and and shit like that, and probably don't pay tax because none of these big fucking companies do. <laughs> don't pay enough. Yeah, so I am oversimplifying it before someone gets well actually with me in the fucking comments, but yeah, it's... it's They, like, they are not specifically to blame for this, but it's just kind of like I fully agree with you, Matt. They should have maybe... Mm. I think uh, <laughs> Games Workshop has got a, a has got the specific problem because they've um, they don't really do stands against things like they don't make yeah. public statements yeah, about so like these sort of things and yeah. so it led to and so it has led to it being a hobby that can be enjoyed very easily by horrible people terrible people uh by by fascists like um there's nothing in for in like when you uh are are say you know consuming 40k uh in most of its kind of forms that means that the satire that you're not supposed to think that the imperium is good is in the modern game super apparent a lot of the time because it's got kind of so invested in its own law um and it has meant that, yeah, there's a lot of people who are into it who don't really get that you're not supposed to think the Imperium's good. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's kind of important when you have that to maybe be a bit more upfront about that it's bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this um, is why the Tyranids are the best army in like the whole fucking setting, because they're just chill. They're just like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to go and eat every single like 
speck of life force on this planet, and that's just what they're doing. You know what? There's something honest about that. I mean, you don't have to worry about the ethical quandary of uh, ha- of how much can you uh, can you glorify a fascist regime in a piece of fiction before that starts to become a problem. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to worry about that with the Tyranids. No, it's just no. oh, I'm hungry. Let's go eat Mars. Yeah. There you go. Fucking great. That's all I needed to fucking know. And you don't end up with people having tedious conversations where they go, um, actually, I think you'll find the like, Imperium no. is an autocracy. Like, yes, it's yes. like well, actually, it can I think be you that and fascist. Shut the fuck up. Because Tyranids are the best, and honestly, yeah. I think the the emperor should be replaced by a Tyranid, and by a Tyranid, I mean the Tyranids, and then they'll just eat Holy Terror, and you know what? That yeah. straight shooting, and I, I that's what I like about them. Yeah, that's what I appreciate I hope, about them. I hope the next question is does not lead us down quite such a serious rabbit hole. Yeah, no. Well, let's see. Let's see. Cyber Sandwich. <laughs> Good name. <laughs> does that oh, wait? To- does that mean that you're like a sandwich? <laughs> in like cyberspace or someone is cybering on AOL with a sandwich that just isn't replying. I think it's probably best that we don't venture too far down no. this quandary. Mm. As, as I mean, as you said in the sentence before this one, let's not try let's try not to get too <laughs> In this very we serious got, we can't see the we, we can't see the, like, you know, there's being deep in the weeds and then there's we can't see the forest for the weeds inside the forest that we are currently trying to get. How do you know we're in a forest? We can't, we can't tell because the weeds, the weeds are too thick right now. Mm-hmm. How did I even manage to derail so, that? So, so Cyber Sandwich wanted to recommend another podcast of a similar content and quality to the Magnus Archives. Ooh. Is so it uh, Nocturnal Transmissions? Because they're fantastic so far. It is not. Was that oh. the one you got last time? Yeah, no, this is one I forgot that I've been listening to and meant to talk about it in mine. But the thing is, I also don't massively want to talk about it because I don't know if they're, like, you know how, like, I'm into this new thing. Don't know if they're chuds. (laughs) (laughs) I need to, I need to see their opinions on, like, you Mm, know. (laughs) You've not not consumed enough to know if it's good to recommend yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, this one is Old Gods of Appalachia. Oh, that's a it good has name. Wit- witches and ghosts and ancient evils, all with a background of good old American Gothic. Okay, that sounds pretty it's, good. It's apparently it's relatively new, so there's not too much to catch up on. And also, there's a bear <gasps> at some point. Longfang's so. in it, and he didn't tell me <laughs> what. <laughs> no, thank you for that recommendation. I'll give it a, give it a listen. Old Gods of Appalachia. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, yes. Um, and their question, which is, uh, you have to answer relatively quickly, otherwise we could be here all day on this one deciding. Oh no. If, if each of you had to pick one video game, one movie and one album to survive the apocalypse as a final record of our civilization, what would it be? Oh fuck, I don't know. Some, somewhere in the between album. Sold. It has to be that one. Is it Biffy? Um, no, that's Streetlight. Streetlight. Yeah, oh. Streetlight. I like the music that the kids like. <laughs> yeah. I'm answering that one because I have no idea for the other two. <laughs> It's yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's one of my favorite albums of all time. So yeah, sure. I'm not sure yeah. it's a good like distillation of humanity. It is. It's the peak. It's the peak. Okay. Yeah, I don't I, know either. Like, my favorite movie is Scott Pilgrim, but I don't think that should be the one record no, of humanity. No, one hundred percent. To be honest, I'm not even sure we should show that to people now. Like, no, not really. <laughs> hmm. Um, I don't fucking know. I don't watch good movies. I, I told you the <laughs> bullshit that I watch. Wow. Okay. Um, mine would be Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Um, okay. Yeah. Fair. Electric Six, Switzerland, and 
Metal Gear Solid 3, because then they'll think that's actually what happened, and there was a Russian guy with <laughs> lightning powers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was relatively easy. Okay. <laughs> I haven't watched Priscilla Queen of the Desert in like 10 years, no, longer than that, and I just remember that it was about drag queens, and I fucking love drag queens, and drag queens are inherent to my culture as an Australian. What culture we have, anyway, <laughs> that we didn't steal. We probably stole drag queens as well. Fucking hell. Anyway, yeah, that's my three. What okay. about you, dear? No fucking no. Uh, <laughs> Something by Chaz and Dave. <laughs> okay, yeah. Bart that's... Simpson's Guide to Loneliness. And okay, is it Guide to Life? I thought. Well, I think Guide to Life. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm just lonely. Okay, so um, <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm not going to put what I think is the best. Something I'm gonna... by Captain Beefheart. Yeah, I'm going to put things through that are going to utterly confuse and confound. That's kind of half what I was doing. Uh, I mean, that was just things you like. So. Wow. I mean, yeah. <gasps> no, I want to change my movie to The Shadow <laughs> because it's fucking ham, and I love it. So I want to put as the movie. I want to put um, King Kong Escapes. Oh, um, you, you okay. ghoul! <laughs> okay. You fiend! Which, if you're not aware, is a Toho-made um, King Kong movie. And it's so poor. Um, oh, Toho it's... being the people that made Godzilla. Oh, it's so bad. It's very bad. It's the movie that got me into kaiju movies. Um, I don't know how that reflects on me as a person. Probably badly. If you just if you want to play it as a drinking game, watch King Kong Escapes, and every time there is like. Someone's suit falls up and shows the bright blue under, like, like fabric on the inside. Take a shot. Or if every time something was badly done, take a shot. And not just for kaiju movies, just really badly done, even for kaiju movies. Yeah. You will it's... die at the 15 minute mark. I mean, it's no Yongari, but it's still pretty bad. Yongari. Um, for music, yeah, actually, I think uh, Trout Mask Replica by uh, Captain yeah. Beefheart would yeah. be a good one. Yeah. Uh, that's an album <laughs> that is a. That is a trip. That's a trip. Uh, it's a very famous trip, but you know, yeah. I think I think it works well mm. for that thing. And uh, for video game, uh, let's let's throw in jazz punk. Um, Ooh, good one! Yeah, yeah. There we go. That's that's quite unusual. There we go. That that all confuse and confound future generations. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, I'll go the opposite way. Then I'll go to like vaguely educate. Let's go something like one of the Civilization games, just to give the people like the one whoever, whoever, with the Gandhi left. bug. The one where Gandhi is just hyper-aggressive and is nasty. Is that not all of them? I think well, so. Okay, it it happened in one of them, and it's been in every subsequent one. Yeah, it oh. was a bug in, I think, the first game, and then they've recreated it in every one. I mean, one to be fair, Gandhi true. was an absolute piece of shit anyway. It kind of was. So, like, <laughs> but that's, that's actually pretty educational. Yeah, I mean, that's just history for you. You look into someone who's like, oh, this person isn't, is heralded as a good person. Ooh. Ain't no one had a that's... statue built and they weren't a bastard in one way or another. Including the actor who said that line. Probably. Uh, that um, was Mal. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. It was, it was, it was Nathan Fillion who oh, said that. Oh, shit. Not, not I, I, I was fucking... remembering it as being, uh, that being a Jane line. No, it's not. Uh, okay. He's just like, because that's how Jane sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I had such a crush on him for a while. <laughs> and then you found out what Adam Baldwin was like. And I was oh, like, gee, don't, I... don't, don't. <laughs> Literally, basement drier than the Sahara. Oh, yeah. It's like I don't care what like sexuality or like you know whatever you have like like drier than the fucking Sahara. Jesus Christ! <laughs> there's not there's not even any lizards there. They're so upset. Um, 
I don't know how I can follow on from that. Oh, let's, can I can I go really really serious for a second Do for it, a film? Okay. I reckon something like Schindler's List because it shows off the, like the best, but also the absolute worst of humanity, and that's probably worth remembering. Yeah, mm. no, that's that's absolutely true. Anyway, let's move on before we get fall down a thing. Before we get sad. <laughs> the last point they said was, and I th- think this is supremely relevant. Thanks for providing quality content. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> On, on a semi-regular basis. Fair. Fair. Thank you. I kind of want to change that. That will be the, we, the we provide, tagline. We provide adequate content as a semi-regular. Quality content on a semi-regular basis. That's fantastic. Perfect. Thanks, Cyber Sandwich. Thank you. The asterisk um, after quality with your mileage may vary. I thought, I thought it was like an asterisk after quality with your mum. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. Ross has a recommendation for you, Snipe. Oh, is it to go fuck myself? No, it's an anime oh. currently on Netflix. Oh, cool! Is it D B? It's like three letters. B N A. B N A. No, oh. it is called Doro Hedoro. <gasps> Doro Hedoro, because apparently I'm uh, nigh. There's like this gigantic muscle woman with grey yeah, hair the, and yeah, loads the, of ear piercings. The recommendation there's like one sentence about the thing and then a few sentences about how about this woman called Noi or something. Oh, Noi, that's her name. Yeah, apparently that's just me. And um, it makes me happy to see big You, you are women. a particularly buff, wonderful woman called Noi, who I defy you not to fall head over heels for. So, yeah, <laughs> that's you. That's fair. Okay, I, like that was a really, really sweet compliment. And now I'm kind mm. of having trouble not blushing. <laughs> you see, I act like I, I'm a brick shit house, which, I mean, I am physically, but emotionally I'm like, <gasps> Care Bears! <laughs> <laughs> I say literally having two Care Bears on my monitor stand in front of my little, like, mini, like, 40k dudes. Yeah, I like how on on our on a monitor, which I think says a lot about about us, there is three... There's there's a Sister of Battle, there's a Promaris Ultramarine. There's a Skitari. A Skitari, a Jonathan a little... Joestar, Breaking Out of Chains. There's also a Friendship Bear and a Share Bear. Yes. Just sat there being cute. Which is, well, that's just me. Yeah, so, yeah, just friendship bear next to a Primaris marine says yep, everything. Yeah. No, that's Seems share bear. Share bear, sorry. Yeah. You can see because there's two lollipops and they're sharing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this recommendation, so it's a slightly dystopian modern fantasy about a, this is a great summary, about a man who had his head turned into that of a lizard and yeah. his search for the sorcerer who did it. Oh, Honestly, a, oh, is that what is it's that... actually about? This oh. other person is a is a is a um. That guy's name is like oh shit! It's it's a type of fucking lizard. It's like what is it? Not Camden Kaiden. I, I don't think anything is Cayman. Be... I think his name's Cayman. Cayman, sure. Like the island. Um, watch it and then let us know. Okay. Um, last two, Rob. Hello, Rob. A new train game called Monster Train. <laughs> it's, it's a strategic. Hang on, this is this is this is. It's a, it's a roguelike survival rogue-like game. deck building game. Oh my fucking god! With okay. a twist. With a twist, because it's about trains. So it's about trains. Oh my god! Good. <laughs> I, I think they did have a bit more info on it, and I can't remember what it was now because it was a while ago. I annotated the emails. Monster train. I can't remember if the train was a monster or if there was monsters on the train. I hope the train's a monster, like that really spooky Thomas the Tank Engine gif, where his eyes go really weird, like when you shine. That's amazing. I love it. And like the head kind of comes out, like it's a big like centipede, and he's got loads of little legs. So spooky, very cool. I like it. Rob had a something for you, Snipe. Um, 
You mentioned that you liked the song The Dead Don't Die by Sturgill Simpson. Oh, hell yeah. This is my favourite song. It's great. Did Did you know that no. there's a movie based on an album he made on Netflix? It is apparently one long music video for the whole album. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll check that out. That sounds pretty fun. Because Sturgill Simpson is the man. <laughs> Not the man TM who does bad things. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he does. I don't... Well, I'll have to look into him. But yeah. <laughs> okay, last up, a game suggestion from Lars. Ooh, thank you, Lars. It is a film noir police game called Chicken Police. (laughs) All all of the characters are badly photoshopped animals, think Hatterful Boyfriend, and every line of dialogue is bad animal puns. Good. Like, really, every single line. Okay, so I didn't want to have to be outed, so yeah, I made that game. (laughs) (laughs) And it is supposed to be a hard-hitting detective noir kind of video game and it's not supposed to be funny it's like the whole kind of like oh yeah when when she when she uh she flew into my office i knew she was <laughs> trouble but but dames <laughs> often are so it's good yeah it's or good. you can have like oh when she flew into my office i knew she was trouble but doves often are because they're white pigeons no i lost it i'm sorry yeah it was it was lost Uh, i'm a private eye i'm a pi so i'll do what i can i'll pee in her eye (laughs) i stole that from trixie mattel good Um, i feel like we should end this podcast on like a fade out i mean that's usually how people kind of like when i'm talking to them that's usually how their brains protect them from my bullshit after like a certain amount of time they just start like their eyes the eyes glaze over over. they start looking yeah but yeah no anyway that is all of the questions that's everything and i'm gonna open my own detective agency where basically people come in and i kind of monologue about like their appearance and the kind of vibe they're giving off and then i'll charge them 50 pounds and then they leave okay what's it going to be called it's called it's going to be called snipe but the pi in it is going to be really big and the wrong way around yeah i was gonna say because <laughs> yeah. then if you snipe ip <laughs> no i don't pee that's why i'm so weird my brain chemicals are covered in fucking urine okay i just want to ask you a question <laughs> Are you paying attention to what you're saying right now? I'm in a lot of pain. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's that's not a sentence you in your right mind would say. I'm, am I ever in my right mind? This it's a sliding scale. <laughs> but yeah, um, so please give me fifty pounds, and I'll describe you vaguely as as a noir detective. Uh, PayPal link in the description. Thank you very much. <laughs> You know, I'm tempted to do that just to see if someone goes, you know what, no, I'm calling your fucking no, bluff. No, we're not dealing with that. We're not putting, no. That's not happening. PayPal link. Well, I have I have an Amazon wish list on my Twitter profile, which people have been utilizing to send me lots of Squishmallows, which I am so okay with. We've got so many Squishmallows. I got another one yesterday and I'm super hyped. And apparently I've got a couple more coming, so that's great. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. This has been the Misanthropod. Don't forget to stay hydrated, you big thirsty bitch. Bye. I like how people will be like, oh, you, you've you not made a podcast in a little while. And then they'll listen to this one and go, I hope it's three weeks until the next one. <laughs> say bye. Goodbye. <laughs> bye. Oh, I waved as well. Oh, what? I waved as well when I said goodbye. I usually do. So don't worry. Anyone who's really sensitive to air particles moving will hear that and go, hmm, they're waving. Okay, stop. Okay.